0: Live from Sacramento. Live from Sacramento. Sacramento. It's Deuce and Mo on Sac Sports. We
1: are live. Oh,
2: happy Monday. Deuce Mason Morgan Reagan, it's Juice and Mo. Of course, we got Chris Watkins with us. And no Chris Rolotti. Actually, I know Chris Relati. Actually, have a voice. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, Mo yeah. What's in, okay? Like, go to it. <laughs> hey, Deuce and Mo, I'm sick. <laughs> So he's not Ew. here. Yeah, I don't. Why would he Gosh. keep sneezing into the voice weird. message? It's weird. Yeah. And of course we've got Nate Littlefield hanging yeah. out with us Hey guys. Running the show. Hey Looks guys. Like Nate's um Nate's an interesting dude. We were just
3: talking about you in here. We
2: were. It, oh cool. I don't know if he had yeah, the mic. Great. two of Del Campo's finest in the building today. That's
0: true.
4: Wow.
2: All the That's true. Yeah.
3: Alone. Who okay. Wait, what
2: year were you?
4: Fifteen. Okay, wow. We were just talking about a teacher, me and Jay Mars from Del Campo. Do you remember Mr. Kenyon?
2: Coach Kenyon? Yeah, yeah. Coach Kenyon. Wait, he used to call
4: been... me some mean names in front of the whole class.
2: Did Jay, did Jay Mars go to?
4: No, no, we were just talking. We were just talking. Like, uh, talking, talking teachers. Shop. Oh, yeah, talking teachers. Yeah, talking teachers.
2: Del
3: Campo. Yeah. <laughs> Break down oh, our worst and best teachers of all time.
2: Shout out Coach Kenyon. No. No. Oh. <laughs> No? Okay. He was not cool to me, dude. <laughs> okay, I'm, sorry. I'm not shouting I, I, I him out. Say, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. I didn't know him well, so No, he was kind I'm of sorry. a
3: jerk. I'm sorry he was mean to you.
4: No, that's okay. I can take it. <laughs>
2: okay. I like. it. We got a lot to go, get, go over on the show today, uh, including these Kings, man. These Kings wins. <sighs> They've won seven straight on the road. My favorite stat from over the weekend, the Kings have seven straight road wins. The Warriors have seven road wins all year.
3: Oh, my God. Oh my God!
2: What a time to be alive in Sacramento! Yeah. Uh, Kings eleven and two after the break. After going to D.C. and winning that game over the Wizards, now they're in Salt Lake City tonight. We'll talk about that game, but man, <laughs> it's crazy how the, the Kings have responded coming out of the break. I really liked that Wizards game. It was one of those fun games because they put one hundred thirty-two points, and De'Aaron Fox is twelve.
0: Yeah,
3: he had so for him it was the Wizards game that altered his thinking of, oh my God.
2: Like next this, level with like this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: like different for sure, to, and for, for me, sure. it was for some reason, even though it was not the funnest game, it was the Brooklyn game for me because it was just it was coming off of the win against the Bulls. And I was just like, oh, you know, this one's gonna be the more difficult one on the road trip. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be different. And they just proved me wrong with even the way that they'd face adversity, fight through it. And then you see in that Wizards game, they just like step on them. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's a beautiful thing what we're witnessing.
0: Yeah. If I could like have a cop out there, I would say like it's just kind of the culmination of it all where it's like they, I just, it, they don't have to win all of these games if it makes sense. Like they right. can yeah. so easily just drop that Brooklyn game, drop that Chicago game, drop the Wizards game and like they just continue to be w's in the win column and it's just not something that we're accustomed to seeing at all it's just you know like you go into a game yeah you're the better team and you get the result at the end of the day it's just i don't it's just it's weird how it works so perfectly sometimes
2: <laughs> yeah and last game i think why my thinking changed a little bit was okay kind of a long road trip it's mm-hmm. been dragging out a little bit kevin herder's out Trey Lyles is out. Uh A couple of key guys. They didn't miss a beat. Like, I know it got off to kind of a weird start with Washington knocking down some shots. But then the Kings got control, and it never felt like the game was going to be lost at any point. Even
3: when it was within 10 for a lot of the game toward the end of the game, it just felt like they had control. And the type of control that they had felt like, oh, you really are defined as this good team in the league. Like teams are, are looking at you different. They're playing against you different. And even like you just mentioned, the wizards coming out strong, that adversity hits, what do they do? Take timeouts, make a few in-game adjustments and boom, they go.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it it felt like for a while there and Kyle Kuzma was single-handedly keeping them in the game. Which is
2: crazy because when he rolled his ankle and the way he was moving, I'm like, is he done for the year? And he comes in and drops 30? Yeah, (laughs)
0: he he completely took over that second quarter. And uh, I think a huge reason why the Kings were able to to really – Hold off Washington is because, yeah, Kuzma was going off, but everybody else was pretty much held in check. They kept Bradley Beal in check, which is huge. It, I, I, I'm glad you me. mentioned that. <laughs> Yo, did any – I didn't even realize – I didn't even think like, oh, yeah, the Wizards have Bradley Beal until that third quarter when he what? started going crazy. But Because like, Davion Mitchell had him locked in handcuffs. Him down. Absolutely oh. locked him down. Oh. Oh.
2: It was nasty. Well, what really – what I love most about that game, too, is, again, it goes to – we've said this all year long – but literally, anyone can throw you throw a punch at you. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Terrence Davis getting DNP's, barely playing. That's hard mentally. Yeah. That's hard to to stay engaged. They didn't start him that game. They start Kessler Edwards instead. They bring Terrence Davis off the bench, and that guy was locked in. Mm-hmm. And he sparked him. He sparked him mm-hmm. after that slow start. And here we are talking about Terrence Davis helping them win a game. Again. This is what great teams do in yeah. the NBA. You've got the depth. you got the shooting. Hey, someone's out. Who steps up? It's crazy that you can miss a starting caliber or your starting shooting guard and an p- important bench piece in Trey Lyles and not miss a beat.
3: The whole plug-and-play scenario for this squad. I mean, they they've executed it now for almost the entire season. I think there was maybe a little bit of worry in the beginning of the season, like, man, as soon as you go to that second unit, it's just a drop off, right? Mm-hmm. And they just needed to develop. They just needed to grow together. Yeah. And I feel like they've been able to do that. But what Terrence Davis was able to add off the bench the other night, 21 points, seven rebounds. And right yeah. there, I look at him as a guy that we've seen before trying to get his step back, get hot. I think there's maybe two questionable shots that he had taken in that game, but you're seeing he's understanding the importance of filling up the rest of the stat sheet.
0: No, it was huge on him to, to step up in that moment because you know, he had to know he was going to get a look with herder out, but there's no guarantee, especially with just the depth that they have at that position that he was going to get, you know, if he comes out flat and doesn't really give much I think he to his credit when he has came in the past few games he has shown a lot of effort effort at least defensively um, but hasn't gotten his offense going and for him to step in in a position where yeah he he sees the opportunity there he knows Kevin's going to be out the next couple games he completely took it and ran with it I mean I think I had in my notes 16 points in his first seven minutes just an absolute microwave and that's to your point, like that's the kind of stuff he can provide, and it just speaks to the again the crazy depth and offensive arsenal of this team that they can just have a guy who hasn't played much the past week or two just step in and and be ready to completely change the outcome of a game.
2: I like this comments to Chris Biederman in the B two. He says sometimes you got to look in the mirror and correct what you see in the mirror honestly. Um, and Keegan Murray said TDS had a rough couple of games. TD went on to say, I haven't been playing well, so that's just point blank, period. I haven't been playing well. I haven't been locked in, honestly. I'm just trying to get that rhythm back. The opportunity opened back up for me, and I was able to take advantage of it. I just want to keep my confidence up because going through games and playing low mints or maybe not playing well, that kind of messes with your confidence. Then he went on the credit, Delhi. And I know we've huh. all kind of yeah. joked about Delhi and when he gets out there. Uh, now, Delhi playing late in the game when you're up, right. awesome. When you have to go to him because you need him to play, that, that's worrisome. But his impact in the locker room can't be denied. He says, Deli came from the back of the plane to sit up front with me. He just talked to me. Hear me out. See how I'm feeling. See how I'm doing mentally. We had a good talk. That right there, sometimes that does it for a player of my caliber. Just having someone listen to you. Kind of know what you're going through. Just him having that talk was pretty much everything for me. He's a great guy, a great veteran, a great leader on and off the court. Shout out to Delhi.
0: Wow. I mean, that's cool. That's so cool. That is, that's, that's like an incredible, just that story is incredible. But like all of that from TD is, I'm really impressed by all that. I mean, the fact that he was, he straight up owned up to not being locked in. I mean, that's, I don't think many people would own up to saying like, yeah, I just really haven't been focused. And a big part of me getting back is just literally kind of re-locking in and refocusing and you know I, I can't really blame him I mean when you're not playing and you feel like you can contribute to this team which he clearly can I think it's tough to kind of always watch your guys play and even though they're succeeding you kind of you know you're going to naturally want to be a part of it 100%. absolutely
3: because he's a competitor and right. so are a lot of these guys in this league on very this level team very level-headed as well yeah I thought, no know? and I think that's been one of my favorite things that we've learned about TD this season is when he has had those post-game uh interviews or scrums or conversations like what he has to say is very easy to connect with like yeah. he, he you can just tell he cares and he loves it and he wants to get better and better and then when you have a guy like delhi who you're exactly right dude. so many people have gotten frustrated with him all year long why is he the third point guard blah blah, blah. and it's things like this that I just completely understand why. Like, how many times have we talked about uh, the Amon Schumper years here in Sacramento?
0: Year, years. Year. I, I think was it was the, even half a season. The, the like way that. we
2: talk about it, yeah. it seemed like he was here seven right. years, but he was actually here He'll for like a rafters. few months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, his number nine. So Sorry,
0: his um,
3: uh, part <laughs> season. Yeah, so you know, everyone talked about, oh man, like what that brought to the team, right. like his energy, his spirit, and. Delhi brings that in such a different way, in such a veteran leadership kind of way. Even if it is down the bench,
2: doesn't Nate do a good Delhi impersonation? Did oh yeah, well, Oi, mate, I'm
4: from Australia.
2: Oh hey, hey Delhi, what you I'm t- from down under? Oh, yeah, we got that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we got that. Uh, <laughs> up
4: is down and down is up. Oh.
2: Okay, <laughs> what do you think of uh, Terrence Davis? Uh, what do you tell well, him on the plane? Well, he's a great basketball player. Oh, not bad. And that's it. <laughs> that's all you told him. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all I told him. And then he went out there and did that? Yep. Wow. And then it's so weird Sound because advice. Jay-Z was on the plane and had something to say <laughs> he to <said>, Terrence. St- <laughs> yo, Terrence. <laughs> I also love that I had no idea that if Nate could do uh, yeah. a deli <laughs> on the spot, yeah. on the well done, spot and he was ready to go. I yeah. threw the lob. You yep. went up and dunked it. And I yeah. appreciate that. That wow. was Oh, cool. Guess Thanks. what? First test of the day, you passed.
4: Oh, wow. Great. Yeah. I'm glad <laughs> I'm passing Deuce's test. What does
2: he get? Oh, just my admiration. And, oh, and just huge. to be clear, we've got Priceless. more tests throughout the day, uh, culminating in the final. Right? Okay, so we'll see if you pass the overall. final. Yeah, Wait, great.
4: Scantron it was, or
2: no, no, no okay. just it's um that, that that you. That's a minus point for you. Oh, that joke. A
4: minus. <laughs> I'm not joke. I don't really joke. Like, I'm pretty serious I, about I, everything.
2: Which is pretty
3: interesting, by the way. And we might even have Nate again tomorrow because knowing uh, Chris Verlad, he'll be. <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah, he's, he's going to be I'm sick. sick.
3: So um yeah, so a 2-day test, be ready.
4: Well, I'm confused too. You guys oh. thought I was messing with you when I asked for a picture a week ago on on court side? <laughs> You guys both were like, "Why do you want a picture with okay. us? Are you messing with us?"
2: Okay, just to be clear. So Nate And I was like No, museum. I'm
4: not doing No, I would never do <laughs> anything to stage. mess with anyone. <laughs> Hold Let on, me set Nate. the stage Hold because on.
2: On. Nate you just come out nowhere top of oh now gosh. people don't know what that the hell you're talking that about. That is funny. So Nate, of course, obviously works here at Sight Town Sports and he was at a Kings game recently, yes. taking photos of a game. It was awesome. Covering the game. Yep. Covering the game. We were on the court before the game talking to the 40-win guys. Hey, what's mm-hmm. up? Taking a picture with them. And then he came up immediately after and asked for a picture. Almost kind of like, I felt like a troll Just a like, deuce. oh, you're yeah, cool. Yeah. And then we took a picture with him, but it didn't feel like he really wanted Yeah, me.
3: Yeah, and I couldn't tell if yeah. I was supposed to be in it or not. You right. know, right. So, was I kind of like, so I don't think so.
2: I don't I think, think he think... wanted to just well, I didn't meet.
4: want to be rude. I just asked deuce. I said, deuce, will you take a picture with me? Because we're kind of like... I, I thought we were, like, kind of like besties, but...
3: And so, see, wait, I was just, like, I yeah, was a
4: the um,
0: picture a courtesy. Yeah, I was, like, he was no, to was. take the picture.
3: Frankie was... I like, asked Frankie beforehand. Even though I would have been fine taking the yeah. photo, so I was just a courtesy... Yeah. Um, oh,
0: yeah, she can come in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, great. A I didn't
4: mean to be rude to you. I called you my bestie, too, in the post. Thanks, you so did. That- if yeah, anything, that makes he, it up.
2: But then what he said as we were walking away is, I'm trying to grow my social media. <laughs> well, no, because so well, there's yeah. more to
4: the story, too, if we're adding that's, more. Because you guys were so suspicious, I had to think of something to say. I was like, well, you guys can help me get followers, maybe. I don't know. Like, that's cool.
2: That was his intention. <laughs> he was using us to put his IG account over. He's um, like,
3: before he asked me to get in the photo, he said, wait, how many followers do you have? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come
4: on in. I said, sure, wait, is that right? a blue check mark next to yeah. your name? Yeah, you can get in. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. We need to take a break. Uh, a one-minute break on the radio side. We're always live at YouTube.com slash 1140 We'll talk more about this Kings win. Plus, it's time we give this front office some respect. We're talking Ooh. about the coaching staff and the players. Let's talk about this front office, too. We'll do that all this hour. It's Deuce and Mo on Sackdown Sports. 1140
0: Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Deuce
2: and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan. We got Chris Watkins yeah. hanging with us too. Appreciate everyone hanging out with us on the YouTube chat, where you can always watch the shows Monday through Friday from 6 a to 6 p. Uh, if you're in the chat, the biggest thing you can do is hit that thumbs up button. Let's get that to like 100. Can we get that to 100 before uh, I don't know 11:30? That would be nice. That would be cool. Also. Uh, participate in the poll question. How deep can the Kings go this year? Here are the options. Okay. First round and out, second round, conference finals, or NBA finals, baby. What do you think is the leader right now?
3: Uh, first round. I think first yeah. round is probably the leader.
2: How deep the Kings can Yeah. Go? Yeah. Cool.
3: But cool. I have a different answer. Yeah.
2: And what's your answer?
3: Um, you know what's funny? I voted second round, but I think I meant to really do Western conference.
2: Okay. Finals. Well, um two percent of people who have voted thus far have said first round it out.
0: Whoa, thirty-eight
2: percent of people say NBA finals, what? baby. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: And you know what's crazy? I laugh about that, and it's not
0: super impossible. I think the can is is definitely doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence. Yeah, they can, they can, good,
2: they can. Well, I mean, you, you, are you taking a shot at my poll question? No. I feel like you're taking – he's taking a shot at the poor question. Okay,
3: no. Mr. Cynical, everyone's not, like, here to attack I you. Know, that was
2: just your cue to kind of jump yeah, in for a second. Oh. I thought we're ah! on. we were going Sometimes we have to team up on these guys. Oh, Morgan, it's juicy it, and Mo. No, it's called Deuce. bullying,
3: Deuce. It's literally – like, are we but, hazing? Wait, is that what it's called, hazing? Yeah, yeah a little bit. I don't want to haze. <laughs> I want to be on their team. <laughs> He's like the he's yeah. the puppet master, yeah. and he's like, yeah. If we team up, we can really shove them back down. It's into all the a ground.
4: facade, really. It's it's a faux puppet master. It's not it's not true.
3: One hundred percent. Oh,
2: he can look at me like that, but I'm gonna ignore him.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna
2: sit here and I'm gonna ignore that look. Puppet master in his head. He's ignore the look. He's thinking mm-hmm. about it. It's Got in it. his head. Uh, by the way, the Kings at forty three and twenty seven. Obviously, the number two seed in the West. But they have the best record in the NBA after the All-Star break. There is no team hotter than the Sacramento Kings right now. So, yeah, I definitely want you guys to participate in the poll question. You can also hit us up at 339-1140, 920 1140 By the way, Kings and Jazz tonight, yeah. we just got Ward. Lowry Markinen out. He's officially done for this game. He's also uh, – he joins Jordan Clarkson and Colin Sexton who are out. Mm. Herder and Lyles are questionable. But I think Lyles might play. I saw – him getting up shots on Instagram, yeah. The Kings posted that he reposted, Sweet. it, saying something about being back. So we'll see.
3: Um, I don't want to feel like this, but I feel like this.
2: Okay, here we go.
3: Feels like a win, right?
0: Whoa, like, that's big.
3: I know.
2: Just to, I can't
0: believe Morgan said,
3: "Isn't that?" I know. I hate. I hate having that feeling because they can't. They're not allowed to feel like that. They have to come <laughs> in acting like it's the Milwaukee Bucks.
0: I mean, they should win tonight. No Sexton no marketing no clarkson those are their three main scores if 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 the kings can't win tonight if they let taylen horton tucker give them a 25 oh, 30 point game t- and t- he's t- been hot he has been hot recently is are you a thd guy you know i it's funny how old is he now
2: thd is it's we called some of his games in the G League, and I actually liked him. And then he got with the Lakers, and then he almost got overhyped because of – That's yes. what happens. Yes. If you have right. a big game and you play on the LeBron Lakers, they overhype you. Austin Reeves had 35 last night. The NBA put a full, like, hour of YouTube video of Austin <laughs> Reeves up. It's like, look, give Austin Reeves his love, but then it gets to a point where you're overrating yeah. a guy. THT, I mean, he's fine. He's 22 years he's old. He's young.
3: I cannot believe 22 yeah, years I old. I mean, he still has room to grow sure. and to
2: flourish. He's a role player in the league, but right. I, yeah. if he's going to come in and he could play some defense, and yeah. he's got a long wingspan. I can't believe we're spending this much time talking about TC. I, I mean, this, this is what happens yeah. when
0: three three other uh, like I I yeah. legitimately don't know who else Utah has. Olenek, like, watch out. Uh, Linick Abaji, the rookie. Uh, Kyle Kessel- it. Walker Kessler, yes, Walker there Kessler, dude. Come on. That'll be Hey, that's that is going to be a handful for Domas. No joke. I mean, I've been to – been a big uh walker kessler guy for for pretty much the entire year now and he's he's a real problem like he, he's he's gonna present some real issues from Dolan.
2: he's i mean they moved gobert and there was a, a drop off at that spot no. they got a younger guy who blocked I, shot yeah. at an incredible rate
3: what about a, a rudy gay revenge game Stop
0: Ooh.
2: It. here's here the, the way the kings lose tonight is they're tired they're not engaged that's last how you game lose. of the road trip it's I mean, they did fly back across the country. For sure. Salt Lake City tonight. You're probably itching to go home. I don't think the Kings are to the point where they're starting to overlook teams. Yeah. I hope not. Especially well, I guess not we'll find Utah, out.
0: right? I mean, they've had two battles against Utah, I guess, with the injuries. I mean, being
2: you're shorthanded, but and right. it's also like, you know you're back at home tomorrow night mm-hmm. playing the Celtics, yeah, which big is a one. big game. Yeah. That's a huge game. How Do
0: trash you... is that scheduling, by the way? I know. I
2: hate the scheduling this week. The Kings play four times this week, two back-to-backs.
0: And then, yeah, the Utah to sack back to back it just seems brutal and then it's, you throw in the fact that it's against the Celtics yeah. that seems like a schedule loss.
3: What game did we see the weird rotations in the beginning of the game was that the Bulls or was oh, the, that
0: where like Alex Len played at the yeah. end? I think that was the Bulls. I game. think it
3: yeah. was the Bulls and so I, my point is I just think about this game because you're coming back home mm-hmm. tomorrow against the Celtics it's right. the second night of a back to back and you are at home do you think Mike Brown's going to do anything a little weird?
2: No I don't because I think the, the good thing about last game Deanna. Fox played twenty six yep. minutes. They, they didn't play the last nine minutes. It was kind of refreshing. The Kings kind of took care of business. Yeah, got up big. They didn't have to play their guys heavy minutes. So, yeah, I mean, I think ideally tonight, my Mike Brown, I'm going to the locker room, going, guys, let's just take care of yep. business. Yep. Because if they could get up by twenty again, yep. rest your guys going to the fourth. I hope Fox plays twenty six minutes again yep. tonight.
3: That would be You know very- what I mean? and I,
2: so, so bonus plays under 30, and then you go, okay, you've got your guys kind of, I know it's back-to-back, but a little more fresh. If this ends up being one of those games you have to grind out, no. you got to play Fox 38 minutes, yeah, tomorrow night's going to be even more
1: challenging.
3: Yeah, and I just think about that, too, you guys, for even Davion Mitchell, and we look at, like, as you get closer and closer to the postseason, you want him— To be able to have more and more of those NBA minutes under his belt with whatever lineup he is with, right? Like, I mean, not only because we know he plays better with a longer amount of time on the floor, but truly, there's just going to be time. You never know what's going to happen. I know there's going
0: to be shorter rotations when you do get into the postseason, but you never know what's going to happen. You just want to have him ready, fresh to go. Exactly, yeah. No, and you want to get him going, I think since the all-star break his offense has looked better his shot has looked better and it feels like like you're saying more it would be great to to give him a little bit of an extended run and and see if, yeah, he can he can really feel confident about his offense heading into to this portion of the season. I want to see Delhi get at least 10 minutes tonight. I need, I need the human beam to get 10 minutes tonight. 10 minutes because they're up. Yes, Wait. because they're up. Is that what we call him? That's what be- I'm calling him. The, the human beam. I, I love yes. that. That's I love I that. Because anytime he's in, you know, it's got to it's be. The human beam. Yeah.
2: Um, that's the one thing about this team, too. We can talk more about it. Because it, it's – their conditioning – because I'd they be practice great, all man. time, does Sabonis get tired? Does Sabonis get tired? That's
0: point. He plays like forty minutes on these given nights, and
2: and that's a hard yeah. forty. Yeah. He's got. It's high octane. He's not. Go- when does Sabonis go through the motions?
0: Never. When he's on the bench, <laughs> hey, and even yeah. then, I don't think he yeah. is. Hey,
3: what other team, when you think of off the top of your head, has like is really well conditioned?
2: Well, in well, previous years, yeah. I know where you're going. Yeah. The yeah. Golden For State Warriors. Sure. Yeah. Right. yeah, Morgan had a. She she had a Steph Domas comparison we're going to get to coming up next. Uh, Maybe we'll drop that nugget. It's Deuce and Moe with Chris Watkins on Sacktown Sports 1140.
0: Live and local. It's Deuce and Mo. Watch the show now on YouTube.com slash 1140. Or listen for free on the Sactown Sports app. All
2: right, I know we've talked a lot about Mike Brown being coach of the year, De'Aaron mm-hmm. Fox, All-NBA, Sabonis, All-NBA. Yeah, we could check all those boxes. I'm cool with that. But we got to start talking about Monty McNair, his front office with Wes Wilcox and what they've been able to do to reshape this organization. Because it's not just the big moves like Sabonis or Herter. It's the moves on the fringes. I was watching that game with Maureen the other night going, you realize they got Terrence Davis for like a second-round pick. Trey Lyles was just a piece in a deal for Marvin Bagley. He's an impact player. You think about Kessler Edwards, who all of a sudden, guys, Kessler Edwards is like an important piece coming off the bench. Hell, he started last game what he does. Oh, and they (laughs) got him for free. They got paid to take Kessler Edwards, who's 22 years old. He plays a position of need. Uh, what else can we go with? Oh, they sign Malik Monk. Uh-huh. Sure, there's Kevin one- Herter trade. Kevin Herter yep. trade. There's another bench piece. I'm thinking. Oh, here's one that's probably going to be on the team next year. Sasha Bezinkov, who oh my God. no wow. one wow. when Look they made you. that deal it was just kind of like in the back of their head. Oh, cool, they got some like rights to some dude who's killing it in Europe right now. Killing Monty McNair and his staff over watching him in Europe right now. When you're a small market team, these mm-hmm. are the moves you have to make. It may not be the sexy names, but they've they've kind of nailed the moves on the fringes. And
3: I, I think we mentioned this the other night, Deuce, but I was talking about how what's been the greatest part about all of this is that you've brought in basketball minds into this organization, right? Not only Monty McNair and Wes Wilcox, but then it just keeps on trickling down and it goes to someone like Mike Brown who understands you know, the importance to personality or character or what type of athlete they are and how bad they want it. And then what I like, though, about the people in charge, they're not just chasing the narrative of all the right. big names and being like, well, if we get this name, maybe we'll be better. If we get this name, you know, or in the draft, like, so this guy, everyone's right. talking about Jaden Ivey and all, blah, 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 whatever it is, right? Instead, this organization is trusting their ability to analyze the game mm-hmm. and trusting their ability to
0: understand what is needed for this team. And so far they've done a great job. Yeah. I mean, you can take it all the way back to last year and the demonic bonus trade. I don't know if that necessarily, right. I, don't, I don't think that is supposed to factor into this executive of the year race, but I mean, it's, it's a huge part of it. I mean, and, you know, we can rehash all the flack that, that Monty caught for it. But like you just mentioned for him to have the vision of like, yeah, I, I'm not going to listen to everyone who's going to say, yeah, this is going to be a terrible deal and, you know, all all that came. And for him to trust in De'Aaron Fox, a guy that he clearly evaluated and felt like, yeah, like we can still have a winning team. Because, frankly, I don't think a lot of people believe that De'Aaron Fox would be good enough to put the team in a position that they're in right now. I think a lot of people really believe that Tyrese Halliburton was that guy. Right. And when they lost Tyrese for De'Aaron, I just think a lot of people, it, it rubbed them all the wrong way. Chris, I just have to tell this story really quick. because Story I, time with I, Morgan Reagan.
2: I,
3: during that time, and I was doing NBC work, and right. it was the fans behind us, I was getting harassed.
0: Like you made the trade?
3: Harassed by this one young man. And, yeah, like I made the trade, and I said, hey, just like, you know, like, I would just trust what they're doing. And he's just like just spitting, yelling at me. And then his dad starts harassing me on social media, too. Like, what Great are these family. people? Yeah. You're right. You're just a gem yeah, of a well family. Adjusted. And I just think about that time and how angry people were. Yeah.
0: It was angry. That's the right angry. word. People were really upset and angry. Like, like it was this their is- firstborn that right. was traded away. Right. And
3: it wasn't, yes. first of all. And I love Tyrese Halliburton, but to see everything come together like it is and to actually be able to trust this organization, because think about it in years past how we were like, oh, let's try and believe in what Vlade's doing. No.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. Didn't make sense. Nothing. How good does Monty have to feel? I mean, not that that's really even a part of this, but just like he's got to feel so vindicated after. I mean, not only from media, not only from fans, but I'm sure he heard it from like his peers of GMs and other front office people of, Hey man, like, what are you doing? That's a terrible move. And then for him to have the season that they've had, put the team together, get the extension. And now, now here we are 10 games left in the season, talking about him potentially winning executive of the year. Like he's got to feel great. And I'm sure just like, you can't tell him anything right now.
2: He has done something that Sacramento has been seeking for closing in on 20 years,
3: mm-hmm.
2: stability, right? Like, it's not just, oh, yeah. they have a chance at making the playoffs. Now, we're talking about a different point. The fact that they've got 12 games to go. If they go 7-5, and five, they have a 50-win season. Right. Tough. A 50-win season! No one thought they were winning 50 games Mm-mm. this year. So, for him to do that in a place where no one has been able to win... Is very significant, and it took him some time to get out of some of this stuff. Right, and there's been a couple of mistakes. Tristan but Thompson, mistakes. I mean, a mistake. that was probably his worst
0: deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could use Delon Wright. Yeah, a, I like Delon Wright I know. Yeah, it's yeah. like, We just exactly that, we that was rid a bad of move. Him for Tristan There's Thompson. a mistake. There you go. Right, um, small potatoes. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but ultimately, I, I I think he's had more hits than anything. Yeah, and, really. and that and. The Kings aren't in, like, some bad salary cap situation. He was pretty patient with it. He's been calculated, and it's paying off. And then they made the best decision possible with their head coach. And, you know, it, it, it's surreal. It took this long oh, God. for this to kind of turn around for this organization. But it's here. And, yeah, I mean, he's got to feel great. Yeah. yeah.
3: Like, I, I I, think, you know, because that's what you're kind of saying. Like, can he feel good? Like, yeah. it's like, yeah, because He's doing his job and he's doing it at a high level. And on top of that, he's going to get validation from his peers, most likely Mm -hmm. as executive of the year. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that. I think that is that. I know that's how I feel in this business, at least when I get validation from people that have been doing this for a long time. I'm like, yes, that is what I need sometimes, you know? And I think for someone like him who is still newer in this leading GM role, it's It's got to be not only validating, it's just got to
0: feel so good. Yeah, and it's also like I I think about the moves that he didn't make. You know, like Harrison Barnes is a really big decision to not make. He could have traded him last year. Could have traded him, feels like, the deadline before that. Could have traded him this season as he's heading into an expiring deal. And for him to, again, have the foresight and knowing his team really well and being like, I just don't think that we should make a move for the sake of making a move. And it's not like – that him and Harrison have have came together on extension talks at all we at least we haven't heard, but you know he he just trusts that this is the right decision for this year, and we'll deal with we'll deal with that situation as it comes, but just it just feels like to to the greater point of it just feels like he's always made the right decision as they've came with. A small blip of an exception of Tristan Thompson.
2: And someone like you who just wanted to throw Harrison Barnes out for wow. free. And you right Now, look, at look, you are sick. Uh, by the way, Brad in the chat <laughs> says, uh, are your feelings that the Kings winning 50-plus games will adjust Sasha's mentality to come to play for Sacramento? For sure. Uh, I 100% believe that. I think, too, I uh, it's almost worked out for both sides in a way because I think... The Kings were going to offer him more of like a minimum type deal to right. come over initially, but with how he's played mm. this year, and you think about his fit, uh, De'Aaron Fox obviously has watched him. He talked about him at All Star yeah, Week, did. and you guys were there for that in yeah, Salt Lake City when crazy. he was kind of gushing. Like, yeah, it was not like, oh, I've heard he's good. He's like, oh, I no, think he'd be perfect he's for this team. Film, yeah, yeah. And I think, I think in general, uh, free agents are going to be a little more attracted to Sacramento sure. now because it seems like they've got a structure in place. But they also play a style of basketball that I think most NBA players connect with.
3: That's it. That's I mean, truly, you watch this team. I mean, if you're going to be playing for a team and you're in his shoes, you're watching this team whenever you can, right? To be like, oh, I could fit in there. I can do this. But on top of everything, I think that's the number one thing for some guys. Obviously, Mm -hmm. money, location. But playing the right style of basketball, and when you know that you're going to work your ass off to relocate and move on that floor and someone's going to get you an open
0: shot, why wouldn't you want to be a part of that system? Well, no, big thing, too, is the Kings aren't going to be going after the heavy hitters. They're not going to be going after, you know, the the top free agents. They're going to be going after guys that are going for specific roles. And I feel like it's a lot easier to convince someone, hey, no, here's backup center. Here's a clear hole that we have in clear minutes that are carved out for you as opposed to yeah come here and potentially be our number three scorer and yeah that's an enticing role but maybe you're like uh, i don't really believe that a king's team with me is gonna you know do much good it's i just feel like it's it's an easier pitch for guys that you could really use
2: well coming up next we're gonna catch up with sarah hodges from cbs 13 one of our favorites Ooh. we'll talk some kings with her get her perspective on thing chris as always appreciate you hanging out yeah, with, sure. with us best. in the first hour of course you gotta check out Chris and Co. You it's right to. before us. Chris in the third week of his brand new show here on Sacktown Sports Killing 1140, it. crushing it. It airs Monday through Friday from 10 to 11. Uh, later this week, Chris is actually with me for a full show because yeah. Morgan is gone. So Bye.
4: we might do an hour together too. I don't know if that's you know we oh, yeah, it's on me and the Nate. table. Yeah, me and yeah. Me and oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. think yeah. you're talking yeah, about. With like, us. No, no, oh, no. This no, is no, 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 nope. Nope. That nope. Yeah, yeah. nope.
2: nope. That's cool, Nate. <laughs> I'm happy for you.
4: I'm just trying to be confident.
2: Just to- be confident! I love it. Stay I'm just confident.
4: trying to, you know, get myself out there. Yeah. What's your
3: Instagram? Try to make some friends. <laughs>
4: it's a Deuce Mason.
2: At- no, <laughs> whatever.
3: Just get out of here.
2: Okay. No. Coming up next, uh, we'll talk some more Kings. Catch up with Sarah Hodges too. We're always live on YouTube. youtubecom Sports 1140 This is Sacktown Sports 1140. It's Deuce and Moe. Deuce and Moe on Sacktown Sports. Deuce, Mason, Morgan, Reagan. We are live Monday through Friday right here on Sacktown Sports 1140. Of course, the station's now live and local all day. Morgan's got her laptop unmuted so I can hear myself in the background. hey Live and local. She's got the YouTube feed app up at youtube.com slash Sports 1140 where we're always live. It's great to have so much live content right now. The Kings are rolling. The best record in the NBA after the All-Star break at 11 and 2 the city is feeling it right now with this team. Where expectations are starting to go up a little bit Morgan Reagan. Um we put a poll question out about hey, how far can the Kings go? What do you think? The majority of the people are saying NBA finals. The majority? Yes. Okay. Um I mean it's you uh... I can't,
3: I can't doubt this team. I can't. That's been my issue all season long is that anytime I doubt them, like even right after the all-star break, I was like, all right, we're going to see some sort of dip because other teams in the Western conference, the, not the second half of the season, but the rest of the season, um, you're just going to see different things from after the trade deadline, everything instead Everything has worked in the Kings' favor, and that includes drama happening in the Western Conference, health happening in the Western Conference, uh, guy, teams, the number one team, the Denver Nuggets, just not being able to figure out what they need to do better. It's all working out so perfectly, knock on wood.
2: Yeah. And I think my favorite part about the last game for the Kings is they were shorthanded. And I think for so long, the rap on the Kings, if people want to knock them down a bit, it's like, well, they've been one of the most healthy teams of the NBA. I mean, Sabonis has been hurt. I mean, he's playing with a hand injury and is still playing the best basketball of his career. Fox has been nicked up. But okay. Kevin Herter missing time. Like, Kevin Herter's been on a roll a little bit here. So you're going, all right, how significant is that going to be with him? Not in the mix. Trey Lyles have been playing some good basketball for Sacramento. How great has he been off the bench? They were without two key, two key guys. And they still found a way to not even, like, drop off at all.
3: That's, I think, been one of the more surprising things, too, is, you know, one, anyone that wants to knock on them for being healthy, it's just absolutely ridiculous because what they have to do – To get to that point is, I mean, work hard, practice, as soon as they get off a plane, all these things that they've been doing. But it's not only their health, like you're saying, it's their ability to stay ready, next man up mentality. And that goes a lot to Mike Brown, obviously being a coach that gives everyone the freedom and the opportunity for the most part to play and get into the system. And if you're not going to be efficient with your time, the next person will.
2: And to have that buy-in, though, from all the... Like, for yes. Terrence Davis to come in and get buckets after not being... He was talking about mentally. He was in a tough spot. Like, the inconsistent minutes were kind of getting to him a little bit. And I think there are times throughout a season that that will get to you. But I think the one thing about this Kings team, the vibes. Yeah. And I think... I know it's 2023. We always talk, hey, vibes are cool. <gasps> I have, a chill vibes, positive vibes, but oh. seriously, look around the league. Vibes are off in spots, right, Golden state vibes are kind of off denver, denver, a little off the clippers, I don't know if they just have a the connectivity that the kings do. The Kings are connected. The vibes are right. You got fog machines and lasers and chains around the neck after winning a defensive player of the game award, right? There's a beam. People are into it. They appreciate the moments. And then I think one turning point to right. me this year, and I was thinking about this yesterday, and we've had so many games, so it's tough to acknowledge all these moments, but you think back to that TNT game against the Knicks where the Kings won the game and Mike Brown Ripped his team to the media, and you know damn well in that locker room, he ripped the team. That was after a win. They have standards, man. Mm-hmm. And I know everyone likes to talk about what he learned, what Mike Brown learned from Steve Kerr and the Warriors. I, he, he's definitely learned some great things from Steve Kerr. Yeah. But some of his personality is him and that Popovich. He spent time around Pop too. Yeah. He's got that in him too. It's the perfect balance, dude. I, I just, the Kings are so lucky. So to lucky. have the right coach. Deuce. I know we're slobbering all over the Kings today, but I'm just I'm in Appreciate awe of what it. they've been able to do this year.
3: We're not, you guys, just know the same the same energy is not going to be next year, right? And it's going to be different because it's not going to be as magical because then next year you're going to have different expectations look at our expectations already we throw a poll on our youtube chat talking about nba finals and people are like yeah they can get there when the beginning of this season i was talking play in conversation
2: i was expecting to get emotional with the kings maybe being around 500 and going oh man this is cool and now we're talking about 50 wins all right let's talk more about sacramento kings with someone who we love one of our favorites she is literally the best. You could see her on CBS 13 doing awesome coverage. Watch them over the weekend, too, covering the NCAA tournament. I'm stretching here a bit because I can tell Nate is working on something. Are you good in there, <laughs> Nate? It's okay if you're not.
3: Yeah, it's totally fine. Ugh.
2: Let's go to her. We're She's good the here. one and only Sarah Hodges. What's up, Sarah?
1: What's going on, guys? Can what? you hear me okay? I'm in the Starbucks. I left the gym <laughs> to come and do this.
2: <laughs> Wait, you were you working at, like in the middle of your workout?
1: Well... It's a long story, but I definitely was working out and I have a, an appointment to get some Botox. And so I left early to come and do this because the girl could only take me today at 1230. And I was like, I'm going to make it all happen. Like, I don't care.
2: All right. We got to talk about Kings in a second, but let's talk Botox for a second. Okay. okay. <laughs> Here's my thing with Botox, dude. Like taking a shot to the face, like it, it's it, it's where did you get it in your in your forehead?
1: So, it just depends where, like, your problem areas are. So, my – I have, like, hooded eyes a little bit. So, this kind of lays over. So, you can't get too much in the forehead because then it makes it droop even more, right? So, the only area I can really do it in is, like, up here. And then I do it here to kind of give the effect of, like, lifting the eyes back. Really, I probably just need, like, an high lift, but, you know. Well, we'll get to that later in life.
2: No. <laughs> Uh, this is hilarious to me. What Morgan? Because
3: no, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because it's. I just. I keep seeing this commercial on TV, and it's this guy that was like, "Yeah, I've been contemplating cosmetic Botox for years," and it's just becoming more and more normalized. Deuce, and it you know, should
2: be. I'm just. I and I don't judge it. I'm just saying I could never do the the, but, the injections, the needle. I don't like needles.
3: My point is, if you want to be. T- tv fresh
1: you're gonna have to oh, one day go on. go to the botox line
2: i'm gonna age naturally i oh. would be wrinkled on tv
1: honestly uh, i feel like guys don't have the pressure that us girls have like and, and it's not even just saying the pressure it's i want to look good right so like if you felt that way about yourself yeah. then probably you would get it right but maybe you're okay with you know having a few wrinkles here and there sarah hodges personally now
2: that's that's very interesting. You bring that up because we talked about this with Morgan before. The pressures of being a female broadcaster. You guys have such different expectations, like societal expectations that you sports. have to worry about, especially in sports. <laughs> that like these are things that men just don't ever think about. Like for me, it's like oh, I just got to go get a haircut today. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it, it's it is ridiculous that you guys have to go through what you go through.
3: But Sarah, we also we do some of it too because. We enjoy some of it, I think, but I mean, there's times where I feel like, okay, I feel spread thin because I have to figure out an outfit, a hair, makeup, all these things that usually if you're at a higher level, on a national level, you have stylists, hairstylists, makeup artists doing it for you. But for the most part, don't, do you have fun doing some of this stuff?
1: would say so yeah like I enjoy looking good like I'll admit that and when I watch myself on TV if I don't look good I'm criticizing myself probably more than everybody else is criticizing me and look here's the thing I would love to like have a makeup artist or somebody be like okay Sarah this is how you should do your makeup like it looks good but like add a little bit more to this add a little bit more to that instead I have to get the trolls on uh, Twitter to tell me like what i need to do better oh my god
3: no one can tell me what i don't give a damn what anyone oh you to do this to your makeup or this to your outfit your outfit's weird i screw you yeah i don't care i think i look fine. by the way
2: in the chat scooter says morgan and sarah look like they could be sisters yeah breaking news they get that all the time it's (laughs) it's pretty crazy
1: i have people at me when she's working like post game and in halftime stuff like at me like it's me the one doing it i'm like i wish that was me it's not me but i'm like should i repost it and pretend that i'm morgan like oh my god why not well it's so yeah no we we're hanging
2: we're hanging out with sarah hodges who's at a starbucks chilling talking to us we appreciate her doing this um we want to talk some kings man this year you've been here the last few years you've seen the roller coaster ride a lot of lows uh how surprised are you about what the kings have been able to do this year
1: to be honest, I'm pretty surprised. I am. Um, what I'm not just not even so much them making the playoffs. Like obviously that surprised me, but like, I feel like this team can make it out of the first round. Like I'm surprised that this team is as good as they are. I just, I really am. I, I feel like they're one of the best teams in the West. I, if you would have told me that, at the beginning of the season, which, you know, we kind of did do, like, predictions. Hey, will the Kings make the playoffs? And you're just so used to being like, no, no. I was like, I mean, never say never, right? But, like, I don't know. We'll see what Mike Brown can get together. We'll see how these players can play together. We'll see how domos looks in a full season, right? And, I mean, oh, my goodness. I've been enjoying them so much.
3: Sarah, I mean, we've seen some really bad basketball. And then now we're seeing something that is so special, so magical. What's been the most magical thing about this season? Is it a player? Is it a coach? What is it to you?
1: I think the most magical is that everybody's getting a piece of the pie. And you guys have probably heard me say this before, but just how helpful the bench is. Um, also De'Aaron Fox, but we'll get to that. Don't lost you. Like, it's just, there's just so many things that I could talk about, but like I, you know, basketball is a team sport. And when so many players touch the ball throughout a game, we were talking uh, with Coach Katz just how there's like energy in basketball, right? There's like energy in the ball. So when everybody's getting their hands on the ball, you know, throughout the game, throughout you know a, a, a single a single play, it's so important that every player feels that energy. And that's and, and I'm wondering and I'm thinking that's probably you know Steve Kerr preaches that over at golden state. And I'm sure Mike Brown, you learned a little bit about that and has brought it over here to Sacramento because you're seeing it. Like everybody's getting a piece of the pie. And when every, when, when each player is finding success and you know, you got got a guy like TD who's going off. And when he feels that confidence, it makes you want to play harder. It makes you feel like you're making a difference, right? It makes you want to win. If, Jake was getting all the good reads and doing a really good job and getting all the good highlights. And I was getting, you know, the so-so highlights games or, you know, he was giving me sort of the breads and the crumbs. I'm not going to be as good as I can be. Right. I'm, I'm going to feel like, well, do I really belong? You know, everybody feels like they belong and they have a purpose on this team. And that that's the key to success in my opinion.
2: I know you, you actually sat down with Mike Brown a a few weeks back and, it was a great interview. Number one, I love your approach. I know I've talked to you about this off-air. I just dig your vibe yes, on there, man. You thanks, just, you're yeah. unique. Oh, yeah. You're super talented. But your conversation with him was really cool. What? Why do you think he's been able to connect with this group so much in his first year as head coach?
1: You know, coach, he's been a head coach before, but he spent a lot of years being an assistant coach. And when you're in a, a lot, you guys know this, a lot of NBA players, they don't love their head coach. And so he served as such a buffer over the years, you know, between coach and players. And I do think that in that time of him serving as that buffer has kind of let him know and understand what these players, what they want, what they need, how to deal with them. Because a lot of head coaches, they forget that you know, but because he has served as an assistant and it has been such a great buffer over the years, I think that that has allowed him to understand his players a little bit better and it's given him the advantage now as a head coach.
3: Sarah, another guy that you've obviously have seen over the years closely is Dearn Fox. And I think there's so many different things we can point out about his game that has taken a leap. But for you what has been the biggest change in his game from the seasons you've seen him to right now into his 6th season?
1: I would say there's a few things. One I would just say confidence, right? But that 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 came with him obviously making shots. I think that we all for so long were like, "Oh, DeAaron Fox, he has he has to figure out his shot. He has to figure out, you know, mainly like his long-range shooting, but I think him just really coming to his in his own of like knowing this is my skill set. How do I build off of it instead of forcing, listening to the outsiders of what they say I need to do, but just really getting better at what I'm already really, really, really good at. He's speedy. He's shifty. Those little 15 footers, I mean, just him able to create that space defensively. I mean, he's just way better defensively, which is just all built this confidence. Um, he, he's, he, I mean, let's talk about leadership, right? Mm. Maybe not the best vocal leader, but this year, he's just become more of a leader by being as clutch as he has been. I think that guys are rallying around him and just mainly the confidence, right? When you have confidence, Confidence is key, especially in basketball. He's aggressive. Being aggressive is key in basketball. Just all of those things, and I think Coach Brown has a lot to do with it too. When you have a coach who has confidence in you and you're like, you're the you, you could be the best in the world. You are it. I mean that does so much for a player. Malik Monk, having his best friend here. I mean, there's just so many different variables that, you know, have taken a part in his success this season. But I think that he believes that he's as good as he is now. And honestly, we were all waiting right for this deer and Fox to show up and he has, and it's so refreshing to see so much fun to watch. And now like I'm with him, like when he's like, I'm that nice. I'm like, you're that nice. You are that nice. Like, it's just so much fun. Like he believes he's that nice and like confidence is key in anything, but especially in basketball.
2: Yeah, we were talking about this the other night. Like, it, usually when you when you look at a team, you could point to like one reason why everything changed, right? Like, oh, it's this player did this. But with the Kings, it's like, dude, they hired the right coach. The front office made the right moves. Sabonis. I mean, we haven't even really talked about Sabonis yet because Fox has been awesome. But you know, I, none of this works if you don't have Sabonis either. And it's just been the perfect recipe. What Sabonis has meant for this team. I, it's really. It's insane what the narrative was after the trade, and to see where Sabonis and the Kings are at now.
1: Oh my gosh, it's we—they keep comparing like, oh, the Pacers—the best trade, like by far. This was the best tra- trade in the Kings' favor. I mean, the Kings getting Sabonis. First of all, he adds like veteran experience, which I feel like the Kings have sort of been missing over the years. Not to mention, like you guys, this guy. He's he's one of the best players in the league. Like, we were talking about this on the show last night. Like, what what's really – what's the gap between him and, and Jokic right now? Like, Jokic is the best player in the center in the NBA, right? We talk about him all the time. But really, like, there's not that big of a gap between him and Domas.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, especially this year, I feel like – and I love Jokic. You know, Embiid's had a hell of a year too. But Sabonis is – You know, clearly in the top three as center in the NBA. And this year, Sabonis is putting up monster numbers, but his effort, his defensive engagement, he's not gonna be known as like a lockdown guy just because he has some limitations, but he plays hard all the time. You can't say that about Jokic. Like Jokic is taking some plays off defensively. He's still great, he makes players better, but there's no doubt Sabonis is playing hurt, he plays hard all the time
1: also something that I really love about Sabonis is he's so unselfish like he's gonna look for the pass before he's gonna look for a shot and that's what and he spreads the love I think that a lot of players have, have fed off of that too because he, he's a path he's a pass first guy and that is so important when you have unselfish players like that on your team when they care about you know their teammate getting the bucket and getting the stats over themselves you see what happens he ends up getting the stat naturally he ends up you know, getting the triple double naturally because he's just a sharing type of guy. Yeah, and I love that about him.
3: This style of basketball, <laughs> I mean, and not only obviously what Mike Brown has done with it, but you're exactly right. What Sabonis has brought to this team on the floor. I mean, we've already talked about De'Aaron. It's just all so fun. Something that we haven't seen in quite some time. So, are you are you into predictions? Are you are are you <laughs> like down to be like, oh, I think the Kings will go this far?
1: I mean, what I want to see them do is – I think they can go – honestly, I think the Kings can go as far as, as they want to go, right? I, I really do. But I see them definitely getting out of the first round. It just depends what, how the rest of the league looks yeah. when, when playoffs start, right? Like, it's hard to really say because you have injuries in the West right now. Um, am, I, am I super fearful of any specific team? No, because it's the best of seven. In if it's if it's a NCAA tournament style you know elimination style tournament that's different but it's the best of seven and any team any team east besides maybe the Bucks any team is going to struggle in seven with this team any team's going
2: to and the kings have proven they can win on the road mm-hmm. they have the best road oh record in the, in the west you can't deny that man they, they, there's they're...
1: so many topics there's just so many
2: yeah it's been such a fun such a fun fun year um we are up against it sarah but yeah, seriously no thank you so much for hanging You're out with us amazing. we're gonna do this again and um like I've told you, you are so freaking talented. We love oh gosh, your work. You guys- Everyone needs to follow her on Twitter and on Instagram. Yes. Sarah talks sports, right? Sarah talks sports. Yeah,
1: Sarah talks sports.
2: On IG so- and on Twitter, and you know she's getting Botox done today. So yeah. wish her well.
1: So maybe I'll look like maybe I'll look like this the next time you guys. Shut up, <laughs> girl, girl. You, you are gorgeous. Look amazing. Stop it. I love you guys so much and you guys are way more talented than me. Okay. I love you.
2: No, we're not. You're more talented. Yes,
1: you are. Hang up. Hang up on her. We're more, Hang you're up. more talented. Bye, Sarah.
2: That's Sarah Hodges from CBS 13. She is uh, awesome. Appreciate her making time for us um to uh Hop on.
3: I love exactly what you said, though, even about her style. Because you're so... It's... You guys, she's always just herself. She's so consistent, yeah, yeah. whether it's off camera or on camera. I just appreciate her work.
2: And I'm not taking a shot at other... Te- we've, I mean, you're on TV. Yeah. I mean, but you watch some TV. There, there's... There's certain, there's a style with TV sometimes where it's very much like, we're talking like- Gotta be buttoned up. Hey, coming up, we're going to take a look at the scores. The NCAA tournament, you know, and she's very much like just, I'm chill vibe. Yep. I'm really good at what I do. Like, I did my homework. I know my
3: work. Oh, and I'm going to present it to you in a fun way. Yep. Love
2: it. Yeah, I should get Botox, huh?
3: Honestly, I noticed your forehead the other day, Uh, but probably because you're just like stressed out a little bit. What?
2: That that was kind of mean, wasn't it, Nate, for her to say it in that way? Like, just, she noticed a wrinkle in my forehead.
4: Like, I'm going to take your side. Nice try, pal.
3: (laughs) Why would you, why, yeah, why would you want him to take your side? I just feel like I
2: have uplifted Nate a lot today and he's not he's not appreciating okay. it. Okay, he's yeah. like
3: a beaten down pup. He's like, "Why am I going to trust you all of a sudden that you're going to give me the treat?" Why s- do you
4: guys? Why do you guys think I'm such a beaten down pup? What did I do to earn that?
3: You know what? I think it's your self-confidence and that's your fault. Mm-hmm. Cuz like I'm, you know what? No, I'm happy
4: with myself, you know?
3: Well, I would say you should be like, "Yeah, no, you seem like you are." Every single time that we have done something, You have been either down on yourself or you're like, I'm not good at this or whatever. When really, one, you're here, so you're good enough. Two, you truly are good. Three, Deuce is completely joking with you every single time. And I hope you do know that.
4: Oh, It it
2: just comes off as so offensive. It just hurts me to my
3: core. You know what? With Frankie, he calls him names. So, I mean, if that makes you feel any better.
2: I mean, I don't. I read a sheet that called St. Patrick's Day. For some reason, they had like a sheet in here. Mm -hmm. You know, they have this where it says like Sarah Hodges joined us courtesy of the Folsom Lake Honda. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. There is a read in here that said Sacktown Sports 1140s. Leprechaun, Frankie Cardecio, so like, okay, and I and you know like that's not I just had to read like I yeah, read, no. read this I read the paper. No, yeah, and that's, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, some
4: people call him a cowboy here too. I don't know I if don't, you guys and, know about yeah, that. And
2: I don't subscribe to that. Okay, so um, well, we're friends, Nate. N- Nate's we your are? name, Nate. You took or a Nick? photo. Yeah.
3: Did you say Nate or Nick?
2: Is it Nick, Nick. or Nate?
4: I I whatever whatever I you want to call oh my me. God. <laughs> tell him your name oh, i'll I, tell him i'll tell you my name i am
2: excited that nate's here today i am too it's been, it's been a, ni- a different a different flow today absolutely chris I is agree. awesome it's just they're 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 different
4: i'm di- yeah I've, I've realized that i'm kind of just uh just i'm just in here just doing my own thing and people are accepting <laughs> of that here and that's nice
2: all right coming up next we're gonna get you ready for king's jazz okay does that sound good
4: yeah, I'll read you a sports update about it when we come back. Hell yes. Oh yes. Or I'll tell you. I won't read it to you. I'll tell, tell you, you about it.
2: It's Deuce and Moe on Sactown Sports 1140. It's Deuce and Moe on your local sports leader. Sacktown Sports. Deuce, Mason, Morgan, Reagan. Nate just said in the update, too, the Utah Jazz is going to be really shorthanded when the Kings wrap up a four-game road trip tonight in Salt Lake City. Lowry Martin out. Clarkson out, Sexton out. Uh we still have uh, Herder and Lau's questionable. But this is the final game of Roadshow. I don't think it's going to be an easy game, but it's a lot easier now. I'm this is a game they got to win especially with tomorrow night the Celtics.
3: Yes, and I do want to mention I want to talk about this but just really quick because Okay. I mean, we're almost we're over an hour and a half into the show, halfway through the show, and every single update Nate has done He's gotten love from the YouTube chat. Just like people are really, really just like loving it. So I will say this: I I have
2: to issue a challenge to Nate. What? what Uh oh! Remember last time you issued me a challenge? We got into a big fight. No, this is and yeah, my challenge was for you to ask Mike Brown a question at a pregame press conference. That was nothing bad, but I do think you could fit in one more story besides Kings jazz in there yeah yeah and and that's you know, true and, and you're not doing it because you're not confident yet and it's okay. no and that's not a shot i think that's what it is and i just want him to do it i just i have
4: a reason to why i'm not doing it brian is kind of i wouldn't say honest but he's very specific about being 30 to 45 seconds Love and that. i feel like if i add anything else it'll it'll go over i'm about probably 25 with my brian yeah my boss
2: the bo- boss you're, I think he's gone. I think he's going he's, in, he's, he's gone. going to LA. Like yeah. screw him. Oh. 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 One, one. Well,
4: I'm trying to get a full time job here. <laughs> no, but here's so a, I love Brian.
2: Here's the thing about Brian. I not, do too. He's not a nice guy. Oh, and he's when awful. He's, when you realize what type of person he is, you won't you're gonna go three minutes with your update. You're, oh, okay. And and yeah, he's yeah, just I'm, gonna repeat each
3: story and yeah. just be mm-hmm. like
2: uh, no, you you're you're not even close to forty five seconds right now. You're seriously you're fine. Well, I don't
4: yeah. Okay. I don't know. So, and please, you said a lot of, Slow news day. Okay. You,
3: you sound great, by the that's way, and that's why oh, it's just like throwing in one extra nugget and it's just a challenge yeah. because we're all mm-hmm. here for the
2: first day doing this. We're so. hanging out together. That's true. That's
4: so true. Anyway. I could, Maybe something NFL related. Yes. I don't know. Maybe yes. we could yeah. do that. I'll let,
2: I'll let you figure it out. We don't have to yeah. figure it out on the air. We yeah, yeah to, no, because yeah, we we're just on. killing yeah.
4: time. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. sorry. Yeah. So
3: anyway, going back to what you were saying about the Kings taking on, obviously, the Jazz tonight, but then have that game against the Celtics tomorrow night, tough little tough little patch here, you could say, um, especially because of the traveling, which side note, you know, I thought was interesting because you and I have been calling um, more and more Geely games this last week, and Namias Kata was with the big squad, he was with the Stockton Kings, and we noticed the other night during a game that he looked a little fatigued out there and we went over his schedule and it's just like, whoa, when you're flying back and forth, um, obviously his schedule is a little different than other guys. It's just going to get to you. And I think right now, because of the whoever scheduled this road trip in the NBA and made it so the Kings have the East to the West Coast time zone thing and then the back-to-back as soon as they get home, yeah, it's going to be a little added challenge. But again, here we are again, Deuce saying... Ah, just another little test for the Sacramento Kings.
2: It is a test, and we just got some news involving the Sacramento Kings. What did we get? For the second consecutive week. Stop it. Your Western Conference Player of the Week, a Sabonis! Wow. Wow. Just under 23 points a game, 16 rebounds, 10 assists. That's between March 13th and March 19th. It's his third conference player of the week this year, back-to-back weeks in the East. Joel Embiid won it again. I I believe he won it last week.
3: Look at that graphic. Look, I just, NBA Communications put it out, and it's so cool to see, one, a Kings player representing for Western Conference, Um, but you see Joel Embiid on the other side, and you're like, yep, this is the type of work that our big is doing here in Sacramento. I mean, just absolutely incredible some of those numbers that he's putting up and that they're translating into wins within that time, 3-1 and one, in that span. And De'Aaron Fox, by the way, playing less minutes even the other yeah. night.
2: Sabonis is playing like one of the best players in the NBA. Yes. He's an absolute stud in what he has done this year. He's going to be on an all-NBA team. And he'll, he'll be 13 because of Embiid and Jokic, but... He has been spectacular. Yeah, in every stretch. I mean, these these numbers are crazy. He's second in triple doubles, number one in double doubles. He's efficient. He doesn't take a lot of shots. He makes everyone better. It's not like a stat padding situation. That guy plays physical. Plays with an edge. He has changed Sacramento. He's one of the best players has ever played for the Sacramento Kings.
3: Ooh, he is. I, it's. You know what's interesting about saying these things this year. Is that I think a lot of people are like, oh, there's so many people covering the Kings or Kings fans that are talking about all these great things about the Sacramento Kings, but are they being a prisoner of the moment? Absolutely not. What you're seeing is not only, it's not like a Julius Randle really good shooting year. And then he's most likely going to drop off the following year. It's, or I mean, that's what did end up happening with his shooting numbers, especially. It's truly what you're seeing is something that can continue to be consistent because it's been consistent all season long at such a high level.
2: He's shooting a career high from the field 61%. He's never. Shot in the 60s before. He's averaging close to a career high in points at 19 points a game this year. He's averaging a career high in rebounds at 12.5, which, by the way, leads the NBA. He is also averaging a career high in assist at 7.2 mm. a game. This is a center. This guy is special, and I'm glad like he's getting these Conference Player of the Week awards because now... He's getting more and more respect. I think there is so much talk about when that trade happened. Sabonis was almost a footnote. And yeah. that's what was so disappointing about it. It was like, I and I'm a big Halliburton guy, and I'm not trying to rehash the trade. I'm just talking about how, what the conversation was like about Be Sabonis. Irresponsible. And you're seeing his impact on this team, playing where he should play at the five, yeah. playing with the ball in his hands, making decisions, I mean, just watching him go. Like, this guy will get a rebound, push up the floor, drop off past screen. He's constantly moving. Even if he wasn't doing, because he
3: wasn't, doing the same stuff in Indiana, we still saw him do some dominant things on the floor, right? And it was because he was part of the Indiana Pacers, not enough people were paying attention because they weren't doing enough things, and him paired up. Right next to Miles Turner, uh, limited what he could actually accomplish on the floor and what he's executing now as an individual. But it's just wild to think about people with these large, large platforms being able to push out a narrative that is so, so wrong, so disrespectful, so hot takey and weird. And a lot of these – there's people that were doing it that I even – I respected, but they just wanted to go with the cool crowd.
2: It's easy to punch down the Kings yeah. because of the dysfunction over years. By the way, Sabonis is 26 years old. He's not 34. He's not 30. I thought people acted like they were trained for a guy who is past his prime. No, he's entering his prime. He's playing the best basketball ever, and he's got one focus. It's to go out there and play hard, play hard, constantly, play physical, set the tone. The guy is awesome, and it's crazy. You could make a case that the Kings— have two MVP candidates. They're not going to win the MVP, but Fox and Sabonis have been that important this year for the Kings. We'll talk more about it. It's Deuce and Mo on a Monday on Sacktown Sports 1140.
0: Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports.
2: We still have to do our dogs of the weekend coming up at some point today. We have got some dogs to get to. Ooh. <laughs> We've been talking... Kings all day long. Looking around the NBA, I was watching the Bucs play last night, Morgan Reagan. They're playing the Raptors at home. Yeah. And I could not help but think about the Kings. <laughs> I know that's crazy. The How Kings,
3: does this tie back to oh, it ties in. the Kings?
2: The Bucs were playing at home against the Raptors. It was one of those like close games. Bucks mm-hmm. were at home and you just felt like they were just kind of going with the motions, like they knew they were going to win. It was a completely different team, Bucks team, than I saw come to Sacramento and play that crazy game with the Kings the other week. My point to that is I was thinking about the Kings' home versus road record. The Kings have technically a better record on the road than they do at home. And it's not close. I mean, it's it's very close. It's not like it's like, oh, my God, they're terrible at home. The Kings on the home floor, um, I had in front of me, here we go, 21 and 14 at home. They're 22 and 13 on the road.
3: Such a difference.
2: Yeah. So it's close, but usually you expect a team to be way better at home than they are on the road. Kings have been awesome on the road. But my point is, I think teams are coming to Sacramento now, and they're like, we got to bring our A game. Like, the Bucs played that like a playoff game. It was intense. It was physical. You saw Lopez and Lyles getting I was going to say, say,
4: the fight, I think, alone goes to show, like, Giannis went out of his way to go... Hit Lyles, <laughs> yes, and then there was this huge brawl. Like they're not doing that with the Raptors. You don't really see them fight that much. So bringing out that energy is uh, shows what the
2: Kings are. Like they're getting some respect around yes. the league that these That's players how are. I like, it. Yeah. dude, we and the Kings play with a little. Their best guy, or one of their best guys, Sabonis, plays with physicality. Yeah,
3: I think I I think you're exactly right. If you're going to see two teams get like that, it's not like the Kings have a Pat Beverly on their squad that everyone just wants to piss off, you know, and do that at the end of a game. It was like, Oh, we battled this one out. I don't like how we had to do that. I'm going to be annoying at the end of this one. That's what we kind of see saw went down. But on top of that, they, the Kings, because of where they play effort wise, teams cannot let up. Because the Kings, if they even get a little ounce of, hey, we get to play our game and we're just going to keep going in this direction, they can step their pedal to the metal, boom, and go. And I think teams are starting to respect that and realize that that if they do let up, then this Kings squad will do that just to them.
2: Also, I'm not trying to look ahead to the Celtics. I'm not trying to overlook the Utah Good. Jazz at all because, look, the Kings still have to take care of business tonight, even though the Jazz are shorthanded without some key guys. But I'm really, really looking forward to what tomorrow looks like for the Sacramento Kings. It's not only the second I have a back-to-back, obviously, but to see how they perform against the Celtics. A Celtics team that last played on Saturday against the Utah Jazz, a game they lost.
3: Yeah, so they're going to be well rested if you want to go with that angle um but
2: maybe too much rest huh
3: well and that's why i say it like that too because i think that is such an interesting thing to bring up because we have seen this king squad not play well after too much rest right um i think for some teams it's nice to stay in the flow of things stay in rhythm but you have a celtics team where what robert williams and al horford didn't play the other night right right. so you know obviously so much time but between now and then, who knows what's going to happen with them. Either way, doesn't matter. This squad, they've had their struggles against some of the weirder teams in the league. But you go down their roster and down into their depth, it's a scary team. Oh,
2: absolutely. They're they are a little banged up, though. Marcus Smart, too. He's been dealing with an ankle yep. thing. I want to get to this comment in the chat because we have not talked about this from the other night, Kings-Wizards. What? We mentioned the whole, like, scuffle between the Kings and the Bucks. What do you think of what Bradley Beal did? Blake was mentioning, Ooh. I'm more salty about the shoulder Bradley Beal gave Sabonis in that game. You that and, was not chill.
3: You and I talked about this, um, and no, it wasn't chill. We didn't like it. You saw before that play happened, uh, it was Davion and Sabonis trying to trap Bradley Beal up in the corner. Bradley Beal turned, didn't know Sabonis' big brick wall body was right there. So he turned straight into his chest, just gets like banged up, right? Ball goes the other way. Sabonis is going down the court. Bradley Beal, boom, gives him a little football move as his— How uh, is that not a flagrant? As his moment—I think because his momentum was going forward. But you're exactly right. Because that was
2: not a basketball play.
3: It wasn't a basketball play. And if it was any star player, like, they're reviewing that. They are looking back, making sure that everyone's okay. But because Sabonis, like, I feel like has the reputation of being a brick wall, they're like, oh, he's fine. He sold it a little bit
2: gotta be honest what in that situation i do want to see the kings kind of get into it with somebody like i, I don't think ca- it
3: was obvious though
2: man i i felt like watching it live and then it, then the replay too i mean it was he lowered that shoulder maybe that you're right maybe they didn't notice it because if they had noticed it i think something happened
3: i agree i, agree. I just thought
2: it was a bush league move by bradley Beal.
3: yeah it was it, i mean he did a good job of making it really subtle and uh what
2: sorry Key Kings just brought something out that I know you mention. mentioned. Because we, we had talked about, we didn't mention this the other night, but when we were watching the game, Anthony Gill trying to take a charge. Remember, he kind of like lowered it. He was at the free throw line and kind of lowered his shoulder trying yes. to take a charge. Yes. It was an awful way to take a charge. Yeah, I, it, And I don't think that was intentional, but it, it looked dirty.
3: In the re- and we did talk about this because we are like, man, those scary... Scary things can happen sometimes when a player is just a little reckless or out of control. It's not malicious. It's just they don't even know how to control their own own body or do the right thing, and it can be dangerous.
2: By the way, looking around the NBA tonight, I was excited because Memphis and Dallas plays tonight. Ja Morant's eligible to return tonight. But he's not playing. Okay. They're doing a return to conditioning thing with him. So it sounds like he may be in action later this week against the Houston Rockets. What was he
4: doing during his time? He has to get conditioned? He wasn't working out?
3: He was uh, focusing on breathing exercises.
2: Of course. I mean – I, I don't you know it's good I mean he probably wasn't active
3: no he probably was just seriously trying to like work on himself
2: then again I mean if he was working
4: out helps with that right absolutely and playing basketball your job I, I don't know I'm just I'm not trying to be facetious Do- I'm genuinely asking
2: but honestly that I I think they might be looking at it like hey he has missed a week or so mm-hmm. we can get. We can maybe get by Dallas tonight, especially without Luca and Kyrie. Both yeah. those guys are questionable. Without him, let's bring him back against Houston. Give him just an extra day if we can. Do you
4: think he's still hungover? That could be it.
2: Okay, that's the other thing. That's Return so to mean. condition that is very mean, Nate. Because what? What if? He I'm
4: has- not the one posing myself. Whatever. Whatever.
2: Nate, what? A- he he may have an alcohol issue. It's a disease. Like people struggle with this. Listen.
4: Stuff. I have family members in AA, yeah. So I understand that. So you can take but a shot not... at him
2: because of that. Okay.
4: Yeah, a shot at him while he's taking a shot of tequila.
3: <laughs> I you not... set
4: me up, and I'm... I knocked it out of the park. He said he's a
3: stand-up. He's oh, really comic.
2: going at No, I didn't.
4: He's... No, I didn't.
3: He's... he's he's just dark right now. I think it's... she's
4: mixing me up with Kyle. Oh
3: yeah, forgot.
2: But Kyle's better for sure. But okay, two so young
3: white dudes yeah. being fast, funny. So,
2: um, yeah, it is funny to think about how like hard jaw has gone off the floor at times and still has the ability to like play a game the next day can I make it up 30
4: there's a comparison with that do you know John Jones the uh UFC champion yes he is notorious for being a you know not off the court out of the ring just like disaster drugs alcohol everything but then when he shows up to fight he's literally the best to ever do it
3: Real, like, like technique he, and everything. Yeah, yeah he wow. is just
4: amazing. He's unstoppable. So some people operate like that, and we just don't understand because they're operating at such a high level. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so it's just a different world.
3: And well, and here's the difference between John Jones and John Morant, though. Individual sport, very good Team point. sport, very you know. Good point. And like when you when you're around that, and you know someone's. I mean, I remember in college, I went to one practice um like hung over after a after it was my birthday and I just was not being my best self it wasn't about me it was about not being my best self for like truly for my teammates and everyone knew it. and it was like you did it to yourself like yeah. get over it
2: yeah I sometimes I think <laughs> we all do stuff when we're young that you could bounce back from
3: yeah yeah
2: <laughs> a little easier John Moran's still young too yeah, I just hope he's he's in a good spot now when he comes back. The Grizzlies need him too. They're trying to get that number two seed. They're right now right behind Sacramento. It's gonna to be tough tonight, even if Luca or Kyrie plays. That's gonna be a challenge. It will be
3: absolutely. And I, I mean, I was just about to be like, oh, I'm excited to watch that game, um, just to see it even without. I, I'm I'm so invested into like all obviously every single thing that happens in the Western Conference right now. I think we all are. Truly, um, which makes important basketball so fun right now, Deuce. It's something that we haven't had to really, like, deal with for so long.
2: I know. It's been way too long, but now it's here.
3: It's here. Uh,
2: we got to talk some Kings coming up. Also, I want to have you guys weigh in on Clay Thompson versus Dylan Brooks. Okay. Over the weekend. I'm down for that. some yeah. people yeah. were kind of going at Clay a little bit. And okay. I'm curious to get your guys' perspective. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports 1140. Always live on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Sacktown Sports. Yeah, Nate Littlefield with the update talking about Sabonis. Just checking out SacktownSports.com. And, of course, Frankie Cardicelli has a story up about it. Pretty interesting to note, Sabonis is one of four players to be named Player of the Week three or more times this season. Woo. You guys want to guess the others?
3: Well, I know because I saw his tweet, but um, do you want to guess the other players that you think that have been named Player of the Week three or more times, Nate?
2: This year.
4: So not back-to-back, just Player of the Week. three uh-huh. more time. Does it have to be Western? or uh... nope. no? Just... Well, Embiid's one because okay. he just kay. did it. Embiid. He, okay. he just did it with us, right? Or yep. with Sabonis. He was last week and this week. Okay, correct? but
2: we're talking about three or more times three or this more. year. But you're right. Embiid, oh, three or more? Oh, okay, Embiid okay. Embiid is one of
4: them. Um, Embiid, we'll say Jokic. No.
1: Oh, my no. God, he's not. No.
4: That's surprising. Uh, I'm just going to go easy again. I'm going to go uh, Giannis. Yes! yes! Yeah, 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 yes! Yeah. So there's two more or one more? Two more.
3: One more. Oh, one more.
4: Oh, my God. <laughs> goodness is it a is it luca
2: uh-uh no it's a guy whose team is actually one of the worst teams in the western Conference. steph curry uh-uh they're not one of the worst they're teams. 11
4: out of 15 go Can the warriors go?
2: are 11th now
4: aren't they one out let me see
2: man that's i haven't looked nba standings uh no the words are in
4: seventh what are oh, you saying no, no i'm is confused it? with uh, yeah. the jazz one more guess or someone I don't yeah. know. whatever uh one more guess yeah team that's not very good yep. uh-huh east or west west it's west
2: Oh, my. Uh, SGA? No. no. It is Dame Lillard oh, okay. of the Portland Trail Blazers. Good guesses, won though. It. So think about that, though. That's pretty cool. At SACTownSports.com, Frankie notes that uh, Sabonis is one of four players to win a player of the week three or more times this season. Sabonis Lillard, who's done it three times, and Bede's done it four times, and Giannis has done it four times.
3: Wow. I mean... Good company. Yeah. That's the thing, you guys, is... I think that's also been the hardest part for, like I've was mentioned before, for a lot of us that cover the team or that um, are fans of the team. It's, it's real. This isn't fluky. What they're doing, what he's doing as an individual, what this team is doing together this season, isn't, oh, just because other teams are getting injured or just because other teams um, have drama going on. This team is earning it. And, like, Domas is earning that Western Conference player of the week with the way that he is playing every single damn night.
2: And Nick in the chat says, Meaningful Kings basketball in March is just awesome. Appreciate everyone hanging out with us on youtube.com slash SacktownSports1140. If you have not yet, hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you subscribe. If you're driving around listening to us, we appreciate you. You can also listen on the free Sacktown Sports app or when you get home or... You're walking around with your phone, or in the office. Yeah. To youtubecom Sports 1140 Yeah, meaningful basketball in March, and the Kings wrap up a four-game road trip tonight, coming off that win against the Wizards. And I mentioned this at the top of the show, Morgan. Like I just, that was the type of win against Washington that may, you know, when you look back at the season, you're gonna be like, oh, that was one of the best wins of the year. I'm not saying that. Just for me and my confidence in this team, it just showed me a different level where. They were locked in, ready to go. They are missing two key guys in Kevin Herter and Trey Lyles. A key guy, Terrence Davis, comes in because Kessler Edwards picked up three quick fouls. Yeah, And remember, TD was usually the guy that starts if Herter's gone. He was coming off the bench. He came in right away and was knocking down his shot. It was amazing. And a couple things.
3: Kessler Edwards ended the game with three fouls as well. So, yeah. that you know, I love to see that, that he committed those three fouls, made adjustments with his game, ended up playing 19 minutes, uh, finished with nine points. Terrence Davis, you talked about 30 minutes off the bench for TD. Deuce, you and I have touched on this before. How difficult not only to stay ready mentally, but to stay ready Physically, when you're not running up and down the floor in NBA minutes, sure, you could be at practice. Different story. The fact that he is staying ready out there um, on so many different levels is fantastic. Another thing I loved about this game, the turnovers. Only eight for the Sacramento Kings. Just really playing crisp, playing sharp, playing together. It looked great.
2: Yeah, their offense was spectacular in that game. It's one thing about the shot making. Yeah, You can make shots, and that can be misleading sometimes. Oh, a team just got hot. It was how they are running their stuff. I mean, it was looking like prime warriors, right? Like the, the movement, off-ball movement, the yeah. screening, the extra passes, the shot-making. The offense is playing at such an elite level. They've done it all year. Another game where you put up 132, and De'Aaron Fox has 12 points. Like, that's how explosive this team is, that De'Aaron Fox, who's been on a tear post-All-Star break, averaging close to 30 points a game, has 12 points, 6 of 12 shooting, and you still put up a buck thirty two.
3: Yeah. It's I I mean, if you had told me that, I'd have been like, Oh, the king's probably lost, right? Um, and it's fun to see Sabonis' stat line too because uh when the game ended it was 39 and 9 but they changed they gave him an extra assist so it was 30 10 and 9 on the verge of another triple double um finished the game with the double double Harrison Barnes only with 11 points so yeah if you told me a game like that with Barnes and and, De'er and Fox under 15 points each and no herder and no herder I would be thinking bad things. We don't even
2: really mention either, though. How about Keegan in that game knocking down some shots? Yep.
3: I loved Keegan. What did you.
4: Well, what you guys were talking about um, Kessler coming in and getting minutes. Were you guys shocked that he was picked to play uh, over either Malik or TD? And why do you think they brought Kessler in to start?
2: Yeah, I think. One, I'm not shocked that he kept Monk coming off the bench. I think yeah, that makes multiple total times sense. Yeah. he loves Monk in that role. Yeah. He wants Monk to be the sixth man, to come in and run things, especially if Fox is on the bench. He could set up the pick and roll with Sabonis, gives that, that group life coming off the bench. I, I wasn't surprised because Terrence Davis started the second half of that last game and wasn't totally locked in and ready to go. And I think that frustrated Mike a little bit. And I think what he saw with Kessler is, we want a guy that can go out there and defend. And if you're going to go out there and defend and create something for us, you're going to play, and that's why he started. That's
3: how I feel about okay. Kessler Edwards. It's. I also felt like he already knows what he can get from TD, and they're this late in the season. They're going up against an under-500 team. And maybe it was also to be like, what does Kessler Edwards look like in this lineup? With, you know, being in this starting lineup with these caliber of players. You know how sometimes uh It can be different when you're playing with the second unit, you know, especially if you're not playing with Domas Sabonis out there who commands so much offensively. So, yeah, I I do like Mike Brown's way of thinking when he does go to that. I think sometimes he can be a little stubborn with it. But at the same time, who am I to say that it's wrong? I mean, he keeps winning.
4: He (laughs) is so elite at getting the most out of his players. Like, yeah. you just kind of glossed over it, but TD, like you said, you don't think he was impressed with how he started the second half of that last game. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, TD, almost like, what a coincidence, he comes out and has a monster game the next game. So, I, my, and, you know, he does the call-outs, in quotes, in the in the post-game pressers, and he calls out certain players, and then they, they respond so well. He's yeah. so good at getting the most out of players.
2: And I think that sometimes, like, the whole calling-out thing some players don't like that stuff. Sure, And he doesn't do it all the time. No. But the biggest thing Mike Brown will do is he's never going to call you out to the media without first communicating it with you. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I don't case. know that
4: personally, yeah. but you saying it, I mean, I believe you and yeah. I believe from everything I've seen on the outside. I haven't been in there and experienced that but i 100 believe what you're saying yeah his
2: communication with the guys and it, it started from the the jump where when he took the job and in the training camp you know they had meetings where they said this is the role this is what it's going to be and guys have bought in it's it's not to say it's been easy to buy in at times especially you know, for someone like Terrence Davis in other lineup, yeah. but like for the most part, he's been really good when his name his name is called. And you
3: started talking about Keegan Murray, another guy that he has called out and that has responded yeah. so well. He finished this game against the Wizards with thirty five minutes played, nineteen points,
2: five boards, two assists, one block, Ooh, first, two steals. First play of the game. What'd he do? Nice yep. little floater. Oh yeah. He had a couple of bad shots were his airballs, but he like had a steal right after that. Uh, I, he's putting the ball on the floor more, knocking down the three.
4: Keegan shoots the three right out of the gate, too. Recently, he's just been putting up a three early, and, you know, it hit. It's He's, he's so impressive.
3: Yeah, he's feeling good, feeling yeah. in rhythm, and I think he's feeling empowered and confident mm-hmm. from his teammates. You know, Domas is probably encouraging him on the side, like, shoot that shot. Like, yeah. don't take like, your why time. Why wouldn't you? Right. And yeah. if you're not going to shoot that shot, you better take it to the hole. Like, we depend on your offense just as much as anyone else.
0: How
2: wild is it that we're talking about the Kings playing these meaningful games in March? And one of the guys who has been kind of this perfect player for this team off the bench or in the starting role is Kessler Edwards.
3: Yeah, that's. I mean,.
2: Th- Remember when they traded for him? Oh, the Kings made a trade. Oh, Kessler Edwards. Okay. Like, I remember him doing some nice things in Brooklyn. Okay. But he wasn't playing this year. And then the trade deadline comes and goes. We're like, oh, my God. All these teams made these moves. Mm -hmm. And the Kings' one move is Kessler Edwards. And the Kings got paid Cash to take yeah. them on. The Nets had luxury tax issues. They didn't have to give up anything for a 22 year old who fits exactly what they need. And he's come in. He's playing defense, defending multiple positions. He's long. He plays physical. He goes and gets a rebound, and he's knocking down the three. Mm-hmm. It's been I, nice. I was
4: just thinking. I was thinking on the way to work today. I think Morgan. I think you touched on uh, how just you were talking about those guys for asking or whatever. But Monty, uh, <laughs> like that. The deadline for me completely, obviously I'm a dumb fan or whatever, but the deadline completely solidified that Monty knows what he's doing. Mm. He didn't make any trade. He didn't do, he made a trade. He didn't do any, the Kings were chastised for not doing anything at the deadline, right? It's all anyone was talking about. But. You look at him now, everything's working. Everything's working right. You trust him with the Keegan Murray pick. Everyone was so mad about him for that. The Domas Halliburton thing, you just got, at this point, you just got to sit back and trust this guy. Let him do what he wants to do.
3: Dude, Nate, I, and like, I was definitely one of the ones, I wasn't super critical of him not making a move at the trade deadline. I was just more upset because. I'm seeing teams like the Lakers yeah. get
4: Vanderbilt, right? Yeah. Like, what about what about me? What it, about us? Right. Yeah.
3: And it takes obviously two GMs to tango, two teams to make a deal. So it's not only going to be on him. Like, what if he tried something and it just didn't work? But I think you know something else I said to Deuce yesterday on our way to Stockton Kings game yesterday was, um, I was like, oh, you know, because we, we, of course all we do is talk about basketball, and we were talking about Kessler Edwards. Ball is <laughs> life. Ball and is life. Like, literally. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's just a low risk. And you're like, no, Morgan. It's a no-risk move. You got yeah, paid, and exactly. you got a young player out of it.
2: You, you, yeah, you you took on a guy to just take a look at, and yeah. now he is playing for you in the middle of a playoff race. I guess the
4: only risk would be trying to fit him in somewhere and taking minutes from someone else, maybe. Kind of like, I think there was something early, early in the season, like we had to play Keegan Murray. We didn't want another young guy on the team who was so raw when yeah. you already have one on a winning team. So I guess maybe that, but, you know, that's gone now. That's gone. He's solidified himself.
2: Well, and they didn't have to give up any key guys to, you know. Nothing. Yeah. Sometimes you worry about giving up someone in the locker room, what that could do to the vibes. Mm. Shumpert, baby. Mind, and they didn't have to do that. You know, uh, you know, I've been keeping an eye on Jared Vanderbilt in L.A., and there are times, man, it, it really hurts the spacing for the Lakers because they don't defend him. And I like Jared Vanderbilt. I think he could have helped his team big time, but – the lack of offense is a pro. It's problematic for the Lakers sometimes because they they he he doesn't shoot well, well and, and it, it, it it they don't guard him.
3: They need more obviously, but they also have a key piece in Austin Reeves, who's going to be a Laker for the rest of his life after a performance like he just had. So, oh
2: my God. I know.
3: There was I saw why like why they a, need
2: LeBron back when they have Austin Reeves who's getting MVP chance last night
3: MVP chance and and I mean I saw like seven articles written on him today like people,
4: wasn't he like seventh in the All Star voting too he was Dude, he was top ten for a while
3: when you're an LA Laker man you're I mean your imagine platform, if Fox
4: was right it would be game over
2: if you're a Laker that comes out of nowhere to have a big game they love you yep look if, at Tht if you're a white Laker. Oh, my God. Caruso, yep. Austin Reeves, and you have a good game, look out. You're a god all of a sudden. It's funny how that works.
0: <laughs> hmm. Interesting.
2: All right, coming up next, uh, we'll, we'll talk some more Kings, but we do need to get into this Brooks versus Thompson thing. We're going to do that in 60, 60 seconds on the radio side. Do some more on Sports 1140.
0: and local. It's Deuce and Mo. Watch the show now on youtube.com slash Sports 1140. Or listen for free on the Sacktown Sports app. Ooh, coming up at two.
2: Kettles and Ramy in the building. Mm. Lots to go over. Kings have the best record in the NBA after the All-Star break at 11-2. and two. Back in action tonight to take on the Utah Jazz. And tomorrow night, that place is going to be insane. Kings Celtics all the dumb Celtics fans are going to show up for that game.
4: Don't make fun of Nick like that. Oh,
3: is Nick an actual Celtics fan? He's a bossing guy, yeah. Yeah, but Nick,
2: Nick's embraced the Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. he definitely has. Yeah. But, he I mean, he was. And he's a Patriots fan. So you, think, you think tomorrow he's, he's, he's big, rooting for the Celtics?
4: Probably privately. I'm, I, can I let out a little secret? Yes, please. Ooh, no Rami, one's listening. Rami's not going to like this. I ran Rami uh, <laughs> last game. Uh, I was working... The Giannis game. The, okay. I, I got my ticket, or my parents' tickets, uh, and they're sitting in a row, and I go to the row to say hi, and Rami's in that row. He's wearing a Bucks hat.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that's fine. Yeah. I mean, he's from Milwaukee,
4: right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is. But it's the same thing with Nick, right? If Nick was wearing a Celtics hat, yeah. would that be an issue? Look,
2: man. It's- when when we, we found out we were getting the Niners, the home of the Niners here at Sacktown Sports.
4: <laughs> I don't want to hear it, dude. Brian- Bruce Trashes me for the Niners so much. It so, drives me okay, insane. Hear me out.
2: Hear him out. So Brian texts okay. me, and texts me and Morgan was like our boss and was like, "Hey, can you wear some Niners gear to like celebrate?" And I'm like, <laughs> Brian, I would not get be caught dead wearing 49ers gear. And it's, I mean, I'm happy that the station has the 49ers. I watch all their games. I'm not a Niners fan. I grew up a Cowboys fan. I'm not wearing Niners. That stuff.
4: explains so much oh my god yeah okay all right i got it that's why you were so mad about that playoff game two years ago when dak okay. took the knee
2: i'm not that mad because i don't have the connection with you the were so anymore.
4: mad you no, were so I mad when fun. we were doing that king's game i
2: made fun of you because like three games into the brock purdy era you were wearing a brock purdy yeah, jersey. my mom bought me a jersey yes Aww. she bought yeah he was wearing it proudly
3: that's, I think that's really nice. Yes. I thought it was too yeah. soon.
2: I thought it was too soon to have a Brock Purdy Listen, jersey. He had like man. four good weeks. Wow. She bought me a jersey. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to wear yeah. it.
3: Well, yeah. either way, Deuce did not buy in and wear Niners gear. But also like-
2: Cowboys I, fan. I
3: do think it's funny. Like I'm I, not.
2: I wouldn't even consider myself a Cowboys fan no. anymore though. Because I, I just don't respect or like- Typical Cowboys anything fan. Anything about Jerry talking. Jones.
1: Mm-mm. I don't.
2: And so I've just lost my love for that. I'm. I pretty much turned into just like I. I watch NFL games. A big mm-hmm. Sunday night game. I watch the Niners because I appreciate Shanahan and respect. I respect what they've done. But I'm not gonna come in. Oh, we're the home of the Niners now. Let me wear Niners. I'm gear. a
3: Niners like, fan, and yeah. I just didn't have like my Niners gear was like all sweaty and gross. Like yeah. it was like workout gear, so I didn't have anything. So then they come in here the next day and try to throw Niners gear at me. I'm like, sweet. They throw me a V-neck, like a little girl V-neck. Yeah, wow. I know. I'm like, uh, what are we doing here? No, no.
4: I will plug uh, "Return to the Empire," our Niners podcast. We do. I'm the co-host for that with uh, Emil Fergoso. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. So if you guys want to check that out,
3: hell yeah, we do. Yeah. Hell yeah.
4: Yeah, I don't expect you guys specifically, Why? but the listeners, we check love.
3: It out. We check out all work. By the way, we okay. love listening to everyone's work around the station, around this uh, city, everything. Yeah,
4: it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's cool to see people you like do well.
2: Hell yeah. <laughs> It is, yeah. No, it really is. Cool. Um, I want to get your guys' perspective on this whole Clay Thompson, Dylan Brooks thing that happened okay. over the weekend. Of course, uh, the Warriors took on the Grizzlies and got uh, their asses kicked. Oh, and it was a—I think they were down by 20. It was a blowout, and Clay Thompson's on the bench, going one, two, three, four to Dylan Brooks, who was talking smack on the other side on the bench. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are getting on Clay. Like what? You're down 20 and you're dropping the four rings. Is that all you say when you lose now? Is well, we've got four. But Dylan Brooks continues his yapping. Where do you weigh in on this whole Clay Thompson versus Dylan Brooks stuff?
3: Well, first, I think uh, we all feel the same about Dylan Brooks. He's a bum, all these things. Blah, the blah, camera
2: blah. shover. Yeah. Dude, that, and by the way, that guy's hurt. Yeah. And I, lawsuit Jason, inbound. Yeah. With the Miami Heat. Get uh, paid. Brother. Radio guy. Jason Jackson like tweeted about it the other day, like, "Hey, like this should be noted that this guy is still.
3: It's not hurt. just, and they're not just throwing it out there to like sh- throw it in Dylan yeah. Brooks' face. They're like, no, no, like what this player did is very dangerous.
2: Okay, but the, wh- what about this Clay Thompson deal? So Brooks the thing? Clay yeah.
3: Thompson and Dylan Brooks deal, though. Um, I look, I always y- you think about the Warriors and they can back up all their trash talk with, we got the rings, we got the rings, we got the rings. Now. The only thing I'll say is when you're down by 20 and you're saying we got the rings, we got the rings, it there's just not it's not as cute. Um Deuce, you and I have experienced watching some players in the G League that uh down by 30 and they're shushing the bench after making <laughs> one three. Yeah. yeah, it's and it's like wh- what are we doing here? You shouldn't be doing that right now. So I don't love it, but at the same time it's like he's still can do it
2: well dylan brooks after the game said well he's got four rings that's all he was saying it's motivation to us we want a ring as well it's friendly trash talk but you know i just hold a lot of real estate over there in san francisco so that's dylan brooks clay thompson well, he's probably
4: very rich if he's got a lot of real estate there in sf huh wow
2: Should we get the it's expensive to live there hey, no oh, we got it we got the joke <laughs> you, i'm glad Nate. you explained it uh After the game, Clay Thompson said, this is great. I don't care about Dylan Brooks. When he retires, I don't think anyone will ever talk about Dylan Brooks ever again. I promise you, it's sweet right now, but wait 10 years.
3: Damn. Do you guys think that people will ever talk about Dylan Brooks again after this?
4: I mean... What, I, what is after this, though? Like, what are we talking... Because, like, he's going to be a relevant player. He's a good NBA player. He's not a good NBA player. I mean, he's, like, good... If you're in the... Uh, okay, yeah, you're right. I said good NBA player. He's a good enough player to be in the NBA, okay. right? Okay, sure. So people will talk about him, and he's going to do this stuff. He's going to do some Pat Bev stuff. So, I mean,
2: that's how he's going to be remembered, if he is remembered. You know what Ooh. he's going to be remembered as? As the guy that... Did dirty stuff all the time. Was it yeah. good
3: enough? So I had to rely on that. Where, stuff? Whether
2: it's hitting Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell in the balls, dirty fouls, yep. uh, pushing a camera guy, I, I just I don't get down with him. And he does all this talking. I just it, it, to me he's not good for the league, and it, it's a reason why the Grizzlies are kind of in this weird spot right now. Yeah. You got him yeah. distracting things. You got John Moran stuff. I just don't like Dylan Brooks. He's not Draymond
4: without four
2: rings, right? That's
4: not who he is. Because Draymond was actually at his peak very good, but well, Draymond now is...
2: When Dylan Brooks wins a Defensive Player of the Year award, just just let me know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, That's what you know, I thought. like. Yeah, yeah. People like to take shots at Draymond, and I'm fine with it. I think he, he brings was a it, very good player. But yeah. is Dylan Brooks made an all-NBA oh. defensive team? Mm. No. No, it's it's again. He plays. Dylan Brooks is one of those guys that, of course, if he's on your team, you probably love him because he plays with an edge, yeah. and you like that. But he also looks in the mirror, and I think he thinks he is a goat, and his confidence. You like to have a guy with confidence, but let's also know that Dylan Brooks is shooting forty under forty percent this year from the field. Let's also note he's shooting thirty-two percent from three, yet takes six a game. Oh, so you you add in that element where he doesn't have a good like. He should not be taking 14 shots a game in the NBA because he's not that. That's not his game. Dylan Brooks could be a a star in his role if he wanted to be, but he doesn't. It's all about the extracurricular stuff. It's about the John. It's about trying to prove how tough he is and pushing a camera guy, hitting the guy in the balls. Like that's not toughness.
3: No, and I think it's. I mean, it's like it's fake toughness, right? It's like trying to again rely on something else because you. Aren't as talented as you wish you were. And I, I think when you even want to try and compare him to Draymond, it's ridiculous because Draymond Green also has made his teammates better over the years. Now, I'm not counting this last year punching a teammate in the yeah, face yeah. and obviously being a part of the reason why they. Aren't um as good as they should be around Steph Curry, but still Dylan Brooks, different category, and it's sad because there was a little spark there for a little bit when the Grizzlies were like, "Oh, the cute story, Desmond Bain, John Morant, bringing Desmond Bain the the Most Improved Player of the Year trophy."
2: They're a pl- they're a team to me that's talked like they've won something, yeah. And until you actually win something, don't talk and. I, I actually kind of am eager to see if the Kings end up playing them at some point in the playoffs this year because that could be a good rivalry. Uh, I do think it could get a little chippy.
3: It could get chippy. could be
2: fun. Um, Coming up next, we got to get to Dogs of the Weekend. Ooh. You have any Dogs of the Weekend, uh, Nate? Are you familiar with Dogs of the Weekend? Oh, like he got that dog in it. Yeah, is there yeah. some, a performance in sports or in life where you go, oh, that was a dog <gasps> performance? We got that coming up next. Deuce and Moe on Sactown Sports 1140.
3: It's Deuce and Moe. Deuce
2: and Moe on Sactown Sports. It's kind of poetic that we're doing dog of the weekend right now because I just saw my guy G-Man tweet out what Demonis Sabonis is doing for the Kings with a broken thumb defies belief, toughness personified
3: oh well said g-man yeah well said you
2: might be dog of the season to be honest Ooh, if, what out, if you're giving out the dog of the season award in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Nate do you like how's, he my, was how's not my dog impressed.
3: he was not impressed no he's just
2: doing other things Nate what do you think about my dog bark Ooh, see? Know, what's your bark like I didn't say you oh sorry
4: I was in program uh six and a half is what I gave you and I don't bark Really? There you go. Can you give me a bite? I can
2: give you, you a little bark. That was good. That's, that was not a bark. That was a growl.
3: That's okay. See, Deuce. I asked
2: for a bark. Give no, me a dog I love do, don't
3: do it. Don't do it. This is exactly what Deuce wants <laughs> you to do. See? And what? Now you want to make fun of that?
4: Do it. I dare you. I dare you. Make fun of me. Yeah. <gasps> wow, that's really good.
2: Let's get to your dog
4: of the weekend.
2: <laughs> uh, who wants to start with dog of the weekend?
0: If you I have will.
3: one, of
2: them in the chat, too. Drop them. YouTube.com slash sports 1140
3: Um, Mine's not an obvious one, but um, he's won it before, or he's been the dog before. But I'm going to go with Davion Mitchell. I just think when you see a defensive performance like you saw... Yeah, why haven't we talked about what he did against Bradley Beal? I mean, and you're right, we haven't enough. Like, we we broke down a lot of different elements of the game, but really thinking about what Davion Mitchell did against Bradley Beal, making him look like he's not even a star player out there. And on top of that, uh, just executing his individual defense, one-on-one defense, on-ball defense, I mean, at such a high level Mm. to help this Kings squad lead them in a direction to a victory and to knock down two threes, you know, to still be productive enough on the offensive end. Just definitely my dog of the weekend.
2: That's a good one. Thank you. I mean, what he did against Bradley Beal was frustrated out there Mm -hmm. against the Kings because of Davion's defense. Uh, I'm one of my I have a couple of dogs. Mm. Okay. My first one. I'm gonna go. I know this is crazy. What? I'm, I'm giving a I'll little, take a little yeah. baseball love for a second. Oh. World baseball classic Trey Turner for Team USA. The US team. Dude, he was awesome. He had the I, grand slam. He had I, two home runs yesterday. I'm not saying he wasn't I just I'm, don't not, I'm not Mr. Baseball guy. I'm not pushing it right now. All I'm saying is Trey Turner has been awesome. Mm. They're getting ready to play in the championship game. And this goes to show you, baseball in small doses could be good. It's a message to baseball. You play 162 games. Most times, people don't care. Oh, what do you know? A World Baseball Classic. You turn on some of those games, the crowds are so loud. They're so into the games. In fact, Adam was asleep. You, no, no. Here, You want me to? I'm, no, listen to me yeah, real yeah. fast. Adam Wainwright says... I've pitched in some big spots, Uh never in front of a crowd like tonight. Wow. That was the most crazy environment I played in. Unbelievably blessed to have been a part of that game. What do you know, baseball? Maybe playing fewer games, doing like tournaments and stuff is probably your future as opposed to forcing 162 games down people's
0: throats.
3: I am not. A baseball person. Like, I grew up being a Giants fan, but, like, a casual Giants fan. It was always just like, oh, I can't make it to games, you know, whatever, to the ballpark, whatever. Um, I don't ever want to watch baseball unless I'm at the ballpark now. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, to that point. And with this story, Deuce is absolutely right. He was raving about some of the highlights that you were seeing. the atmosphere was insane. And where it's like, there's obviously something there, you know. People still love baseball, but it's how they market it. It's yep. how um, t- how long the season is. The fact that they haven't ever evolved because it's all about money. Actually, no. It should be about quality, not quantity. Well, like, the, let's I, be real. I, I
2: appreciate you guys taking over the dog of the day by giving your critique of baseball. But can we give some love to Trey Turner? What are you doing? I don't doing? even
3: know. I don't even know. Four home runs
2: Good and ten RBIs in the World Baseball Classic.
3: I mean, is that hard?
2: Are you okay? Stop. It. <laughs> that's being ridiculous now. I,
4: yeah, we really don't know.
2: Well, U.S. will face the winner of Mexico and Japan in the final. So yeah, that's, cool. that's cool. That's yeah, cool. that congrats. is so cool. My dog of the week yeah. can it be an actual dog? Oh, it's uh, my
4: parents' dog, Chuck. Uh, take a look at Nate Littlefield on Instagram. Look at my story. <laughs> yes. My girlfriend posted a picture. I'm holding up the dog by his neck. a yeah, little neck fight. I,
2: you know what? I did see that. Why? It's not he like- loves it. He loves it. He does love it. It's like, a, it's like a,
3: mama, it. a mama dog. I'm
2: like his mama. Yeah, I'm, I'm his like mama. I'm like his mama. Then you should have done it with your mouth. I've done it with my <laughs> mouth.
4: I will show you a picture. I do do it with my mouth. I'm not joking. So why is he the dog? He's Did my he... he's my dog.
3: Oh, wait, is he your dog or your parents' dog? He's
4: like mine. I'm his mama.
3: Okay. Oh, that's so cute. I don't like how you're saying that. I like I it. I don't.
2: He's my mama. I like it. Like, no, I don't. That's, it's what's weird like, about it. Do you let him latch on you? That's what it sounds like when you're dear talking God, about that. Dear
3: God. Yeah. Dear, no, Deuce. You, dear God. The dear God <laughs> is is to No, I don't like you. how he's
4: saying that. I'm
3: you, his mama. Okay. Why Nate, are you saying it like that? I think it's sweet and cute. Nor,
4: I'm just saying I'm his mama. Yeah. I don't know. I, love I don't know.
3: It. I think it's adorable. I That's love how it.
4: I say that word. And I don't you know. Would you do say mama. S- I'm Chuck's mama.
2: You say mama. mama. i you say mama your and I
4: hold him like a little baby.
2: Oh. Do, do you say that to your mom too? Hey mama.
4: No, I hey, say mama. hello mother. It's nice to see you today.
3: Do you actually call her mother? I
4: go mother, it's nice to be in your presence. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Is she creeped for my out by jersey. you
3: calling her mother?
4: No. Mama. I don't think so.
2: Okay, so your dog of the weekend is your dog. Yeah. <laughs> My next dogs, I'm going to give some love to Princeton. Princeton in Sacramento, shout to them. Hell yeah. You beat Arizona, you beat Missouri, you do it in Sacramento. Shout Pete Carrill. They were the almost,
3: oh yeah, talk about that.
2: Yeah, his connection with the Kings, of course. Of course, Jeff Petrie, former Kings GM, and Monty McNair, current Kings GM, went to Princeton. They're going to the Sweet 16. That's a big deal. They have not been to the Sweet 16 since like 1960-something.
3: That's really cool. And no, I, I that w- they were almost my dog of the weekend. You know, there's a lot of really cool marked madness um miracles and stories and moments and it's cool that they were one of those big moments
2: and my last one I also want to give some love to 16th seed FDU I know they're gone now after losing yesterday yeah but the fact that before the game against the number one seed Purdue Tobin Anderson their head coach was like get the camera on me I don't care if this is we could beat Purdue what do he say I probably butchered that whole. he thing.
4: said he called for the camera and he's like you know what one of his players said to me today he said I've been watching tape and the more I watch The better chance we have to beat them. I think we can beat them. Something like that. And guess what?
3: They did! Yeah, they did. Yeah. So cool. Oh. I mean, they they believed it, they saw it, mm-hmm. and they did it.
2: Think it, dream it, do it. Does yes. anyone think ever- Think it, dream it, do it. No one trusts Purdue in the tournament. I mean, I think that's just- no. You don't have to be a college basketball fan and be like, yeah, you don't pick Purdue because you know they're going to be out yeah. fast. Wh- even,
3: why? Would you even- Why?
2: History. Every year. Okay. They have letdowns. Damn. Matt Painter, what's
4: up? We should give a shout out to, to the Sac State women's team, even yes. though they lost. You know, big props to them.
2: Dude, I mean, look- they, 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 get, they made it. They, they made it yeah. to the NCAA tournament. That's never happened for yeah. them ever. They took on UCLA. They lost, but dude, they deserve so much love. Yeah, for what they were able to accomplish this year. Stingers, Stingers way. I'm sure up. Up.
4: Jason Ross was pretty split between those. So big UCLA guy. He calls Sac State football, yeah. so I know. I know he's he's he, probably split on that. You
3: know what? I think no matter what, he like bleeds Sacramento proud. So yeah. I'm sure. He was rooting for Sac State and is so angry that UCLA won. Pissed so off. angry,
2: pissed oh, off. Oh, he's so mad. Well, his Bruins did win in Sacramento, the, yeah. the men's side. So, oh, there you go. So he got. He's he's feeling probably pretty yeah, good.
3: UCLA proud.
2: All right, we got more coming up, including look ahead to Kings and Jazz, Cattle's and Rami at two. It's Juice and Mo on Sac Sports, eleven forty.
0: And Mo Moe on your local sports leader,
2: Town Sports. I put a poll question on YouTube to start the show. How deep can the Kings go this year? The options first round and out. Second round, conference finals or NBA finals, baby? 37% of the votes said NBA finals, baby. The wow. next, 33 say conference finals, 25% say second round, 4% say first round and out. Amazing. Yeah, I I wonder how people are going to feel if they like if the Kings did have like a first round exit. Uh, I guess it just depends on how the series would go.
3: Like if let's like they played well but, but they, they lost. lost. Okay, here's my my thing. I would be fine no matter what happens. I really would be um I don't think that's a winning mentality, but you got. I just haven't, I haven't seen it here before. Right. And I, it's not me doubting that they can do much more than what I'm saying. Cause I do believe that they can. I'm just saying me personally would not be like heartbroken. You're
4: cautious. You what? know, you've had your heart broken before and it's you're not even ready. about
3: that. I promise. It's more just like, it's not about being heartbroken. It's more just, um, being realistic to what my expectations mm-hmm. were this season to them exceeding those expectations. So it's not like I'm sitting back and going, ah, anything's good enough. No, I want them no matter where this experience ends in the postseason, to, to see something that they can truly just build off of. Not yeah. like, Oh, they're okay with losing too, just because I'm okay. If they get knocked out in the first round.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think the expectations are higher than first round, though. I'd say overall.
3: No, for you, what are they?
4: Oh, for I, I would like to see them win the first round. I would like to see them win a playoff series at the very least. I think in any sport, if you're seated this high, you should win at least. You should make to the next round.
2: Yeah, I, I just think this year is so different in the West because even the teams below them. I mean, you look at if the Clippers get right in a rhythm, like that's a championship level team. The Suns are behind the Kings right now, but the Suns are also playing without Kevin Durant. So, like, I just think it's such an unusual year where it's not as if the Kings are number two and all the teams behind them are a joke. The West has been bunched up. Breaking news, you see the difference right now between 10 and 6 or 10 and 7, right? It's pretty close, but I do like the Kings advancing, depending on the matchup. I mean, I think the Kings will get to the second round this year. I do.
3: Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay, so let's say, let's why don't we play a little what if? Oh no. Would do you like the what if game or no?
4: I guess I want to play. Yeah. Oh, good.
3: Thanks, Nate. Um, so let's say where is Dallas <laughs> the team I want to target? Where are Dallas? They're in the sixth spot. Let's say the Kings stay in the second. In the second spot, right? They will
2: not be playing the Dallas Mavericks in the first round. No. They would be playing the winner of the play-in. So the play-in teams are Warriors, OKC, Minnesota, and the Lakers.
3: Do you feel confident against those four teams? The Kings coming out of the first? And
2: and when I say this, I'm not saying it's going to be easy because I think Minnesota presents some interesting challenges, right? But what's Minnesota going to do? Are they going to force back Cat?
3: And Anthony Edwards sounds like he's coming back soon. Yes, yes. Um, But yeah, forcing Cat back into what they want to do.
2: That's uh, a bad move. It's a bad move. I I think that hurts them. So yeah, I feel confident about that. OKC, I love their young talent. And what Jalen Williams is doing. Oh my. Santa Clara's Jalen Williams. That guy, since the All-Star break, has been so good. Really good defensively, too. SGA's been playing at an All-NBA level. Giddy's been great. They'd be like... They, they present an interesting challenge, but I think the Kings are better than them. Fair. Um, the Lakers. Look, I get It's LeBron. It's AD. I'm not there with them. Even with those guys, they're not good. It,
3: I know you. And i And, and it's,
2: it's scary because it's LeBron and AD. They, you say the you names. Go. You say the names. But let's also. Fox and Sabonis are playing at an all NBA level this year. And the Kings have depth.
4: What about the name the Lakers, though? Does that scare you? I know no. that's silly. But just the, that is the history no. and everything involved. Okay. No.
3: it's You know what, what worries me the most is just, like, the matchup with Anthony Davis and just his ability to shoot over guys, his ability to be long and disrupt on the defensive end as well. Um, having someone – and, like, let's say a healthy, locked-in LeBron, like, you just can't count that out. So that's where I get, like, oh, that's scary.
2: The Golden State Warriors? It's a
3: little scary.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to deny it. They have four it. rings. Do you guys know that? Yeah, right. Four. Yeah, we have four. four rings. You should take us serious – if Andrew Wiggins is not back for them, they're not a championship team. That's quite the situation as well, too. Who knows what's happening with that? Like, i, I the reality is he's not around the team right yeah. now. Yeah. So, and I just think their vibes are weird. i The first round is going to be a challenge no matter who they play. But I still think, out of all those teams, I'm like, I like the Kings
3: in the series. Okay. I do. Okay. No, and I think... i think
2: I'm not predicting sweeps or anything. Absolutely
3: but. not. No, I, I think the, the confidence that you have, I... In so many ways, I share that confidence because of the the way we've been seeing the Sacramento Kings playing basketball, right? Like the style of play is so sharp. It's so beautiful. It doesn't matter if it's a team under 500 and they're doing the right things or a team that's over 500 and they're doing the right things. You're seeing some beautiful basketball being played, being executed. I think the thing that always worries me the most is the experience from some of these other teams that. The experience that they have in a postseason, because we talk about how postseason is different basketball. But at the same time, if a better basketball team is playing on the floor and they don't have the same experience, doesn't mean that they still can't
2: get over that hump. I mean, I think experience matters in some situations. The Warriors have a ton of championship experience. Four. LeBron has championship experience. but. I mean, OKC doesn't have that. Like Minnesota, like Minnesota went to the playoffs last but year. But I also
3: don't think that they'll end up in that spot if it was uh, Lakers and Warriors.
2: So who do you think is going to be the the seventh spot?
3: Let's just say it's the Warriors. Okay. You know, like if the, if if the well, we should also note the
2: Warriors are a half game out of the sixth spot too. Yeah. So I mean, they they could still move their way up. I, I do think Dallas is the matchup people talk about most. I like that matchup for Sacramento too. Like, and I I know. You go, hey, Luka and, and Kyrie, watch out. They can't defend, and I don't think they have the offensive explosiveness that the Kings have. Yeah. Totally so. agree. Yeah. And the Kings have, like, I think that's the other thing. Harrison Barnes have played in the playoffs. Sabonis has played in the playoffs. Kevin Herter's played in the playoffs. It's not like nobody has. And by the way, like, Darren Fox, true. you don't think he's played in meaningful games? The guy was part of a deep run in the NCAA tournament.
3: No, and I'm not I'm not even it's not about denying. I mean, you can go back to so many things that a lot of these guys have played at, at very high levels in important games. It's not even about that. It's just the best league in the world. Playing at a different level, there's something else to it, and you did sprinkle in a few names there that do have that experience, that know what it takes. I mean, even having Delhi on the bench,
2: like we we Delhi's got team. championship pedigree. <laughs> Human He's been there, beam. Oh, and by the way, I don't know the head coach of your team, right? I'm that's where <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Yeah. No, this. I know. I am more concerned about playoff experience. When it comes to coaches and anything totally fair because that they set the tone, right? They come up with the game plan. Mike Brown. Talk about postseason pedigree. He's been to the finals with multiple teams. He's been on the Spurs coaching staff, Steve Kerr's coaching staff, his own coaching staff in Cleveland. He just won it last year. He just won it last year. And why were they winning it last year? Because Mike Brown's defensive adjustments, mm. throwing all these mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. defensive mm-hmm. coverages at the Boston Celtics on their way to a championship. So when your coaching staff has that level of coaching yeah, adjustments, because that's what the playoffs are. Oh, it's absolutely. about those tweaks. When you have that, that sells the rest of the guys down, I yeah.
3: think. No, I, I think that it's also a fair point. And that's why – and, I mean, these this Kings team has not – done anything at least i mean almost this whole season but at least in the second half of the season where they've shown anything that makes you not believe in them right and their ability to play at the next level and to win at the next level and
2: patrick in the in the chest and brown's assistant coaches have a ton of playoff experience too i mean yeah they uh, jordy fernandez was on denver staff for the last however many years five six years
4: yep even Doug is a player, too. Like Doug's he's been there. Been, been there, done that. But yeah. like Mike Brown would make Steph Curry, Steph Curry a top 10 player, whatever, all time, give him a defensive grade after every practice. It's like, this guy doesn't mess around. It's it's no joke.
2: Coaching adjustments matter so much. If mm-hmm. you've got a coach that doesn't have that type of experience, it could rattle them a little bit. Yeah. It could rattle their, their staff a little bit. It's
3: gonna yeah, But it's- when
2: your guy's been there, this is... Light work. Brown's not tripping about, oh, I'm scared of the first round. What's going to happen? He's going to have his team prepared and ready to go. Kings have to go execute it, obviously, but they will be prepared and they're going to have the right game plan.
4: There yeah. be no worry about Brown. Especially, there should there should be. I love <laughs> yeah.
3: the way that you spoke with so much confidence in that sentence is yeah. how you need to have confidence in yourself. but proceed. Okay,
4: okay. Well, I have more confidence in the Kings than me. So I don't know what that says about me's personality. But uh, when the Kings started 0-4, and Mike Brown's just like, we got it. Okay, I, I may have not believed him fully then, but now if that would happen again, I would believe you him. You know
3: why I believed him? I believed him because of what we were witnessing on the floor. Sure. And yeah. it was, there was still good basketball being played, and it was like, okay, now how do we make this...
4: Tie some loose ends up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. to clean to,
3: up. to clean it up to make it a W That's instead of That's a great an L. point. That's yeah. a great point.
4: Yeah, it, and I, I wasn't questioning his coaching at all. It's just, as a Kings fan, yeah. I'm like, oh, we're 0-4, because oh, we were 0-6, what, three years ago mm-hmm. when they went to India and came back? It It's like it, you know, I was shook, but now I believe him. I believe him. If we lost four in a row, I would believe he would fix it. And then he well, saw him
2: coach. Last, uh, he started the season with a four game losing skid. Then the last long losing skid for the Kings came late yeah. November. It was a three game losing skid since then. Yeah. They haven't had anything
4: like that. Have we had two seven game win streaks? Cause we've had a nine. Yeah. I think we had two sevens. I believe.
3: I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right.
2: I'll, let's it's just say, been an yeah. impressive season, man. Yeah, it's there, really seven fun. and five. You get fifty wins. Uh, what do we think tonight? Kings Jazz. Before we wind things down, <sighs> Kings Jazz tonight. The beam's got to be lit. I know it's the end of a, a road trip, but tonight, when I look at that, Markinins out, Sexton's out, Clarkson. Go take care of business. Get up big, and I want to see Fox play under thirty.
3: I always say that. I always say take care of business. But truly, I'm right there with you, Deuce. With um, if you. We need to see Matthew Dellavedova play tonight. And that's a good sign that you're up big. Your guys are resting so they can get ready for the Boston Celtics tomorrow. But their mentality needs to be locked in, ready to go with this squad. Ain't going to be easy.
2: What do you think, Nate? Kings by five.
4: Kings.
3: Look at that.
2: That's not enough. That's not enough? I need no. Kings by, 20. Uh, kings 15 by to 20. Kings by 25. He's lying okay, to us. Okay, thank you. Either okay. way, the beam's going to be lit, and we'll get you ready tomorrow on the show for a huge game. The Celtics in town. Kings and Jazz tonight. Kings-Celtics tomorrow. Coming up next, it's Cattles and Rami. We love you guys, but we gots to go. See ya!